The children are the future. Through them, limitless possibilities unfold. Aloha, shifters, dreamers, light guardians of this beautiful holographic matrix. Thank you for joining us once again for another paradigm-shifting, consciousness-expanding, heart-opening team podcast that we do here on a weekly basis as part of Paradigm Shift Central, a global team of shifters, people actively helping assist with the shift in consciousness. And this week's episode is a very special episode. This is about the spiritual wisdom of raising children. And for this week, we are joined by our junior shifters who are on air with us here and we're going to give a nice uh, proper introduction to everybody in the next moment but for now uh, for everybody here let's just gently unmute our microphones and we'll bring everybody up on camera and let's make some noise and send some love to all the amazing people who are tuned in so say hello everyone we love you guys thank you for joining us hello. Hello. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you again, everyone, as always, for joining in, for being a part of the team, for being a part of this experience, for this opportunity. My name is Brendan, aka Mystic Spider-Man, Skull Babylon, Wolf Shield, and we'll just give a quick little introduction and we'll just tell you how to get connected with the community and then we'll get right into a very micro meditation and then we'll get right into today's discussion and uh, honor the fact that some of these rugrats have to go to bed soon, so we don't want to keep them up too late since we're broadcasting this uh, late in the evening. So uh, we're just going to go across the top and just introduce everyone one real quick along with their 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 juniors who they may have in and uh yeah with that said my name is brendan mystic spider-man i already introduced myself and joining us uh from my lot from my top of my screen from my left to my right is rebecca so rebecca you can just wave to the camera there so let's give a nice warm welcome to rebecca thank you rebecca for joining and we've also got jennifer back again thank you jennifer for being here great to see you as well and we've got kristen with baby baby yoda like i like like there's multiple baby yodas as always in this podcast so i'm sure baby yoda will be chiming in with some thoughts this episode and we've got carly joining in with their special little nugget thank you carly for joining in and we've got curtis back once again thank you curtis for being here and we've got lisa with a with a with a dragon and a narwhal or all sorts of magical creatures as well as lisa's a magical creature too so thank you lisa as well and we've got maureen here also with their baby yoda everyone's i why do i not have baby yoda yet okay thank you maureen for being here and zentia uh, as well as zentia who's being here and, and zentia i think if that's that's the cue for for waving to the screen you can you can say hello to everyone this is, this is, the <laughs> this is beautiful so, hi everyone we'll get a proper introduction in a couple minutes here so welcome everyone aloha to zentia and theirs as well and we've also got Anna and Amanda joining in with their baby Yodas and their little magical creatures also. So thank you, Anna, for joining in again. So wonderful. All right. So with that said, let's uh, just kind of go over some basics. And for those of you in the YouTube chat, uh, if the audio and the video is a little bit out of sync, we'll get that fixed as we go. Please feel free to share this broadcast with your friends. You're welcome to screenshot this, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Mystic Spider-Man, tell people they can click the link in my profile to be able to join in. If anything that you here resonates throughout this broadcast drop some 1111s in the chat uh drop some 1111s right now if you guys are excited to be able to get into this discussion and again if you haven't already yet we've got a team discord you're welcome to connect to that you can find all the links for that in the youtube info as well as we also have a patreon and that's where you can join on air for these weekly podcasts by becoming a patreon supporter getting full access to the community discord joining at the 11 dollars monthly contribution gives you all of the amazing abilities and perks within the community to help support you on your journey as a shifter as a conscious media 
media creator. So, so excited to be able to have such an amazing team brought here once again. So thank you to our Patreon supporters and thank you to everyone for your support in all forms and all the links that you'll need for all the creators that you see on air here. Please go ahead, connect with them, make sure that you follow up. Their links will be also in the info for this video after we have initially aired it, but we'll post it into the show notes as we go. So with that said, let's get things rolling. We're just going to do a quick little meditation and then we'll get right into the discussion. We'll start passing the talking stick around and, and get into, uh, again, this very important topic of spiritual wisdom of raising children. So just inviting everybody to just take an opportunity here to just join us in a quick little meditation. And uh, we're just going to do a, a super micro one here. And so go ahead and get yourself nice and comfortable. And when you're ready, you can gently just close your eyes. Just allow yourself to connect with your breath. Soft, gentle inhales and soft, gentle exhales. And as you breathe here, maybe you just wanna put your hand over your heart. Just allow yourself to really just connect in this moment with gratitude for yourself, for showing up, gratitude for this beautiful community and gratitude for the children of this world and the children inside of each and every single one of us the inner child and you can imagine all of us sitting in a circle right now hanging out in a beautiful cozy yoga studio apartment or wherever we may be and you can imagine all of us maybe just kind of hanging out here and you can see some of us like with the with the young ones and the young ones are joining us and maybe some of them are kind of like walking around and doing their own thing and you can just feel just like the magic of, of their energy and their potential and we're just so honored to be able to welcome them into this space so that we can learn from them and to really move through this discussion with the intention of holding that space to see the children as equals literally as spirit and soul equally as old as all of us here so just take a moment here to be able to just breathe into your heart space and just express gratitude for all the amazing people tuned into this broadcast and just visualize this beautiful family that we've created here in the circle and just allow yourself to just be in this moment, just connect with your own breath, connect with your own silence, just allow yourself to be able to express any gratitude and any sentences or words that you feel called to share in this moment through your heart. So just take a moment here within your own silence and just connect and feel this love and feel this magic. Go ahead. Just allowing yourself, maybe bring a soft little smile to your face, inviting that inner child within you to be able to come out and play. And just concluding here with any sentence or even just a few words that you feel called to be able to express to all the people here, perhaps something that resonates with today's theme, something to inspire their spirit, something to nurture their soul. So what do you want to say to every single person tuned in right now? Go ahead and take a moment just to feel that through your heart. Beautiful. Keeping this image within our hearts, we'll carry it with us throughout this discussion, throughout this beautiful, beautiful opportunity that we have created here together. So slowly from here, we'll gently bring our awareness back to our physical body. And when you're ready, you can slowly wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers, and gently open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. Beautiful. Awesome. 
Thank you again, everyone, so much for joining. For those of you in the YouTube chat, uh, please feel free to leave a, leave a little comment down in the chat. What was the message that came through for you today? Uh, the message that came through for me was was very straightforward. It was basically like the, the, the inner child within me sees and honors the inner child within you or the infinite child within me sees and honors the infinite child. <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> within you. So, okay, beautiful. All right, so with that said, let's get things started. Okay. Today's discussion topic, the spiritual wisdom of raising children. Now, this is an exciting topic for us to be able to have, as well as to be able to invite in some of the children on air with us today, because there's a lot that we can all be able to share on this, be it from our own personal experience. The fact that as far as I'm, as far as I know, every single person here was a child at some point and grew to be an adult. And then again, you know, through that, we've also had our own experiences of, of what being raised has, how that impact has played out within your life and so within this space we're going to be talking about you know whether we're raising children uh, as a parent as a guardian or maybe even just you know as a friend of someone else as an instructor at camp uh, whatever it may be I'm sure all of us have had some sort of experience of being around kids and obviously are called to be able to be a part of this discussion because state the obvious children are the future and and within this discussion we're really opening up the space to be able to invite in the children to be able to share and to be able to join us and a little bit of this play and to really be able to honor the fact that each and every single one of us carries this wisdom, carries this insight. And so, yes, I love the idea that especially from the parent, from the perspective of a parent to their child, you know, there is kind of like this very powerful soul union that happens where, yes, the parent is raising the child, but equally so the child is still teaching the parent. Them being there is helping the parent step into more of who they are, is helping them step into more of their identity as well. So I'm excited to be able to hear a little bit about that. I'll be able to share a little bit of my own experience. And again, we can even talk a little bit about our own experiences of maybe how our upbringing affected us and, and how it affected our spirituality. And don't shy away from the idea that, you know, like it's okay to be able to talk about the idea of maybe even the challenges of, of the things that we experience uh, raising. Because again, you know, I think in a lot of cases, um, as we grow into adulthood, oftentimes, if, if we kind of went through a challenge, Challenging period uh, with our own with with being raised at, as a child ourselves. If anything, it kind of like motivates us to be able to say like you know I'm going to make sure that I raise my children with like the love that I didn't receive as a child. So children are again you know there's something that we have the opportunity to really be able to make a big impression on to be role models for. And here within the paradigm shift community, that's a very very important thing you know. And I love the idea that here here we have this space where there are the the people who are coming in with their children. There are a lot of parents, there are a lot of mothers and fathers here um, and people who are just, again, you know, stepping into that role of being leaders for that next generation, encouraging them to, to step into their own power and their own creativity and their own compassion and inspiring them to be able to, to get excited and hopeful about the future that they too will be leaders of. So with that said, we're going to pass the talk and stick around. I'll share more about my own insights as we get going, but I'd love to just be able to honor the fact that, uh, again, some of us have a uh, the, they, some of us have the, the young ones with us. So if anybody wants to be able to jump right in, we'll create priority for those of us who have to put the young ones to bed soon. So uh, we've got Zentia with theirs. We have Carly with theirs. We've got uh, Anna uh, and Amanda here as well. So passing it over to, to any of you first, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll bring in anybody else after that. And we'll just kind of pass the talking stick around. And oh, we're going to keep this podcast at probably under two hours is also the intention. So uh, Zentia, we can pass it over to you first. And then who wants to go after Zentia? We can 
and, and again, if you guys are fine with, we'll pass over to Amanda and then we'll just go from there. So with that said, we'll pass it over to Zantia. So Zantia, let's give a nice warm welcome to Zantia and to their, then to their young ones who are here with us. And uh, Zantia, if you can just adjust your, your camera real quick, uh, just as we get going. And Zantia, go ahead, pass and talk and stick over to you. Tell us a little bit about your perspective of the spiritual wisdom of raising children. Welcome Zantia, go right ahead. Hi, so I have my youngest and my oldest. You guys want to say hello? Say hi. hi. Thirteen and five. Hi. That's the oldest and the littlest. I'm a mommy of six kids. I have five boys and I have one girl. My oldest here. Um, five years old, seven years old, eight years old, ten years old, and twelve years old. So I am. For me. I talk a lot. You guys know that. I talk a lot to them. She can attest. I talk to her all the time. And what I tell my kids is it's going to go to your subconscious mind. I know that you may not be understanding what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yesterday, we learned about the Taurus field around the body and uh, quantum manifestation. <laughs> and my kids are looking at me and I'm like, I don't care. You're going to learn this. You know, we do in our homeschooling philosophy, we do Mandarin, we do French, we do um, quantum theories because I feel like they should just have a little bit of everything past math and the core of your strength of math and English. There's so much that um, they can learn. And my kids are small, but they still come to me with philosophical questions. So why not let them dive in early on and get a feel of everything so they can find their truth early? Because for me, I didn't, I wasn't allowed to explore my truth. I was put in a set system when I was younger. Um, and it pushed me when I got, not immediately as a parent, when I got older, the dark night of the soul, that's after that part. I was like, here in this space, I need my kids to be able, Mason, can you for a second? I need my kids to be able to, one, feel free to be whatever it is they feel like they are, and two, they need to be able to make the decision as far as the path they follow. If they grow up and be, they're Buddhists or they're Christians or the atheists, I want them to have experienced enough to have made the decision for what makes them feel comfortable with the truth. So that's how I raise them here. And not going to lie, you know, I raise them a little bit magical, just a little bit. You know, <laughs> we do know the moons in this house. We do know, we do know this chakra clears all over my house. Um, just to balance out the energy, you know, timeout could look like you sitting in the chakra corner, some deep breaths, you know, before you can come back to the group or um, any tools that I have, I integrate into their lives and I, I try not to oversaturate it. Um, but I do think it's important that they know all of this because I watch adults struggle for the same information that I could just give them for free right now. And they can take it into their adulthood and use it and share it with their friends. Um, all of my children have master numbers in their numerology report. So I know they're all here for an important reason. And I would suggest um, parents go through your children's numerology reports, go through the entire household because what I found um, in our numerology reports is they tied in. The same lessons that I'm sent here to take care of, my kids line up. All of us have the same lessons in the house. And if you don't know that, you could be fighting each other or fighting to get the groove in the household and may not know you're all here for similar things and you can groove those lessons into the household. 
um, and learn the lessons with your kids, work on your past life lessons with your kids today. I think that's, you know, a really cool gift to have. So I encourage you all to go to Cafe Astrology, get your free numerology reports for you and your children and take a look at it because it also gives your kid like a cheat sheet for their life. And you as a parent, you get to dive deeper into where the stages of your kid's life, what they may be hitting and help them. You know, two of my kids came in this world without any karma, meaning their life purpose, the two smallest ones is literally to get what they want. That I didn't even know that that was a thing. That's all they were born for. It's crazy. You should look at it. <laughs> take a look at it. So that's all I have for now. I just I don't want to take up too much time. You guys want to say good? You want to have anything to say, Kylie? What's what's it? I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask the, your your children. What's it like having Zentia as a mom? How awesome is she? She's pretty awesome. I, she's pretty awesome, but her lectures and talking is really long. So I just kind of spaced out in the middle of it. And then just nod and say yes. Because I technically heard her. She does everything goes into conscious. So I just use that to my advantage all the time. And space out when something gets not as interesting. I'm spirituality and she's video gaming and anime. So we have a disconnect. We have like she's like fluent in anime and video games, and I'm fluent in spirituality, and we try to meet somewhere in the middle. She'll oh, bring me yeah. an anime with some spirituality or a game. And I'm like, that's awesome. Great. <laughs> so we meet in the middle. And Mason is, you know, still the baby. Yeah, yeah. Say goodbye. Cool. Awesome. And, and Zen, Zenti, I'll just ask you just in like 30 seconds. What, what do they teach you? Like just in a short 30 second answer. That I don't know anything. <laughs> that's what they taught me. Because all the things I thought I knew, they come especially this one here they that's hard to, to calculate because they are constantly putting me in a place of they recheck me they rebalance me um they teach me back my own lessons they put me back in place that's what i taught that uh, to be humble and to know that i know nothing because there's so many yeah things i thought i grasped and kids re-teach you your life so many things and also why so serious that's something my kids when i'm stressed out they're like a hug a joke a smile here's a dandelion you want to you know blow these things off make a wish that simple thing they bring me back to simple and i'm grateful for that space that's beautiful thank you thank you zentia and thank you team as well love being able to have the whole family on here so that's wonderful so awesome all right we'll, we'll keep things moving along here and, and and again you know just super inspired by the amazing amazing like just like like i love being able to hear zentia and just being able to get a look into this world and, and again thank you zentia for the work that you're doing uh, as a wonderful mother we, we send you so much love so beautiful all right so uh amanda we can pass it over to you next and, and amanda's got their young ones with them as well so so Amanda, when you're ready, we'll pass over to you and go right ahead. Hi guys, so I'm Amanda. This is Danielle. You guys all know Anna because she's in pretty much everything I am. Um, Daniel is seven and Anna is five. <laughs> Can we turn that off for a second and do the dance party later? Thank you. Um, so they've actually both been doing meditation and yoga longer than I have because they've been taught it in school. So they've actually taught it to me a little bit more than I've taught it to them. Um, no, thank you. So 
they've been really helping me with my spiritual journey. We've been basically, <laughs> we've been helping each other along this path because it's been a healing process for all three of us. But they've been a huge help with that. Um, I've just always taught them that magic is real. Um, Daniel, when he was two, we had an entire discussion on why we're not hobbits. And there's a little bit of obsessed with Baby Shark at the moment. Um, but like Daniel's also into video games and anime, so that was kind of cool. Anna's all into unicorns and magic. Daniel's also into magic. We're just very spiritual all together and have been since the get-go. They're a little bit more into it than me, which is kind of funny, but yeah. We can do Baby Shark. How about you ask Brendan later when we can do a dance party with Baby Shark and you can play Baby Shark for everyone, okay? Is that deal? Well, okay. I think, does Anna, I'm I'm okay with you guys helping us do a little baby shark right now. I think it would actually just help get everybody all uh, all fun and silly. Should we do baby shark now, Anna, or should we do it later? I'll let her decide. Baby shark. Want to do some baby shark? You guys want to do some baby shark real quick? Okay, so Anna, can you can you show us how to do baby shark real quick? <laughs> Can we sing it along? What do you say? Mommy, shark, mommy, shark, daddy, shark, daddy, shark, daddy, shark, daddy, that was wonderful. That was just what we needed. I was on the edge of my seat waiting for us to do Baby Shark. So that was perfect. That was perfect. Oh, wonderful. And, uh, and 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 Amanda, kind of going back to the same question that I asked then, Tia, what, what do you feel? I mean, you, you did already kind of answer this, but just maybe, in, again, what do you feel you learn? What do you feel they help teach you if you just want to go back and just reiterate anything else from that? Everything. They've, they've taught me more about spirituality than anybody else ever has. They, most importantly, they teach me to take time every day and play with them and just take a break every now and then, <laughs> like right now. But it's, it's mostly just finding the magic in everything every day. It's beautiful. We're all about magic over here. Absolutely, I can tell. You got some uh, powerful little little wizards and witches there with you. So, absolutely, so awesome. Uh, Anna, Daniel, is there anything you want to share about how much you love your mom? She's she's really me? cool. What do you what do you think? Am I a good mommy? Maybe. Half the time? Okay, I'll take Mom, it. Mama's awesome times. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't need to do show and tell. But Brendan asked if I'm a good mommy. <laughs> you don't know? Sometimes? Well, Anna, thank you for joining. We appreciate you being here. And uh, we're, we're excited for you to, to grow up and, and to change the world with your awesome magic. So. Hey, hey, listen. 
Carly and I are doing the team meditation tomorrow. Are you going to oh. do it with us? Maybe Anna can yeah. lead the team meditation. There we go. That'd be perfect. So there we go. Anna, Sifu Anna over here. So beautiful. Well, Anna, Anna, Amanda, Daniel, thank you guys so much. I love being able to do the, the baby shark dance with you. And, and please feel free to stick around and we'll, we'll hear more from you guys later. So if you guys want to say say thank you and hi to everybody again, you guys can go right ahead and say hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Wonderful. Beautiful. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep things rolling along here. And um, Carly, did you want to did you want to go next? Just giving you the opportunity to be able to jump in. OK, we'll pass it over to Carly and then we'll we'll keep the talking stick going around. So uh, Carly, when you're ready, you can go ahead and unmute your microphone and we'll pass it over to you and your little one. So we'll just give Carly two seconds here. So she gets all set up and ready to go. And uh, yeah, hey, there you um, go. I my headphones out so that you that's good yeah, yeah no that's fine that's fine so go awesome. right ahead go right ahead Carly when you're ready um yes so I I was actually told that I couldn't um so he was totally a surprise for me um but he's been just like the greatest blessing like everyone said just that reminder to come back to the present moment and to find magic in every little thing um and I just feel like yeah, like, you know, there are so many lessons that we learn from them. Right now, he's uh, two, almost two and a half. Um, so still pretty young, not totally talking yet. But um, yeah, he's just so in tune with everything. <laughs> like, super silly. Um, always playing, like always, like trying to cheer me up if I'm sad, like if I'm doing a meditation and he sees me crying. Oh, hi, thank you. Just threw this at me. <laughs> over here over here somebody's excited <laughs> he's so excited and he's like um he's really good at, i know he's really good at pulling me back from like if i'm too much on my device he's like what is all this he's like mom come on let's just play like let's just be silly right and that's what you're all about yeah. um, which is great because i i kind of grew up as the oldest child so i felt like i parented all my siblings and didn't like enjoy myself as a kid. so this is like my second chance to like be a kid again right i don't know if i touched on the question i feel like i'm just rambling now <laughs> yeah well that's, well that's awesome and 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 again you know like well there's, there's so much to be able to talk about and thank you thank you so much <laughs> send in love i can feel it so um yeah no and again there's stuff that we can probably talk about a little bit later on and everything like that but um i'll, I'll just ask it now and uh zentia and amanda if you guys want to jump back in on this did you guys feel that there was like a soul connection between you and your children even like before they came into this world like i know a lot of people talk about that like like people who i know who are mothers will say like be like oh like i had dreams about my child like before they were born like like their name was like told to me through a dream or something like that i'm curious if there's any kind of uh psychic spiritual phenomena related to the experience of you know just being feeling that connection to them that soul connection to them if uh if you guys want to share that carly do you, i'll give you a chance to be able to share and then amanda i know you got your hand up as well so uh, go go ahead, Carly. You can unmute yourself if if you got something to share on that. So, yes, 
um, that was the weirdest thing was um, before I knew I was pregnant, I was really sick and I was like, had this weird thing that I said out loud. I was like, this little boy, I was like, this little boy's going to kill me before he's even here. And it was like, what? Like, I'm not pregnant. And then I, you know, obviously found out I was, didn't find out I was having a boy until much later, but just that strange phenomenon of knowing um and uh three women that I know had dreams about him before I knew I was pregnant and told me that I was pregnant so three totally random women that I knew from from one from work and then two of my close friends and it was like you guys are dreaming about my baby <laughs> like my future baby what <laughs> so very odd um and then I named him Elin um after my grandmother Helen who passed away a few years ago and so I tried to turn that into a boy's name. Um, but yeah, his name definitely came to me like in the middle of the night. I just woke up and knew it. So odd. Say the name again. Elin. E-L-I-N. Elin. Mm-hmm. Wow, it sounds like an elven name. It is. It's yeah. Elvish. Oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. It mean, what does it mean? Moon or light. Oh, perfect. Perfect. That's a beautiful yeah. name. That's wonderful. So thank you awesome awesome well i i know i know amanda had one had something to share on that so carly if you're okay with that we'll pass it around beautiful all right uh amanda go, go ahead if you wanted to be able to share anything on on that general topic of feeling the connection to them beforehand um, so, go ahead. yeah well i was pregnant with daniel i actually had a dream about walking on a cliff in nova scotia towards this house and I was holding hands with a little girl with long brown hair. That and me. that was you. And we were collecting flowers. And I was absolutely insistent that I was having a little girl. We actually had his gender checked 16 times because I did not believe that he was a little boy because of my dream. And then when I got pregnant with her, I knew that that dream was actually about her and that she was coming as a girl and um I actually thought that she was my grandma reincarnated for the longest time apparently my grandma was just attached to us but yeah I knew she was coming good two years before she existed that's amazing and that's so amazing and 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 again you know I'm again I'm just kind of diving in here because I want to just um I know the kids aren't going to be able to stay around for the whole time um but another thing that I'm just kind of curious about is and again I I I know um and other people can talk on this too and and we can hear about this phenomenon but of like children actually being able to like almost like remember that in those younger ages like remember like like where they were before they were born you know, like literally being able to like remember a past life. And so Elon's, I'm just watching Elon crawling around on Carly's screen. It's just like, um, but, but I'm curious if, if anybody here has any uh, insight on that or has, has ever had those conversations with them or, or another thing, uh, Zenti, I see your hand up. Another thing is like, even like being able to talk with your children about dreams when they're young, like, like before they kind of get to like, you know, by the time they get to about like when they're like starting to talk and before they're kind of like in between, like almost like two, three, four, five ish, that kind of age. And you start asking them and you just be like, be like, Oh, what did you dream about? And stuff like that. I've heard plenty of stories of people just being able to really hear some fascinating things from their children. Um, But yeah, going back to the idea, you know, without even having to call it reincarnation, but just like, children coming into this life with like 
things that they know that you wouldn't normally expect them to be able to know. I'm curious if anybody has any uh, experience with that or, or any of their own sort of visions or anything. Zentia, did you want to share something with that uh, on that? And <laughs> and, and Amanda, like, flame. <laughs> go, go ahead, Zentia. We'll pass over to you. So I had a, um, for me, with my children, I had a dream before they came. All of them. There was some kind of, Mason, Mason, Mason. There was some kind of a fish always. Um, one time it was, two times it was a fish. No, one time it was a fish tank. My, Nathan, my second child, and all of the fish were swimming outside of the fish tank. And I was in a stroller with my daughter, who was one at the time. And I called my husband and he came to get the carriage but that was my sunday morning always mason please it was always a forthcoming i even see fish for other people's dreams even my um and my kids also come to me with their dreams now and you know they know i i like to just you know decipher them and dreams are important in this house we're all lucid dreamers in here so they have very vivid dreams like i do um, my one son, Jacob, he was the one who, between the ages of one to like five, you two, you two, cut it out. Between the ages of one to five, he remembered being somewhere else. And he said he had like 13 brothers and sisters, and he described his parents, he described his siblings, he described where he was. And he held tight to that vision for years of he was somewhere else. And it's funny because this is the kid that shows up in my vivid dreams. Whenever, whenever I was locked in a dream and I couldn't get out, he was the child that would show up and allow me passage out of that dream to wake up. And I don't even still know why or how that works. But um, he's, in his um, numerology report, he's the child that's supposed to be the shaman. He, that's his, his legacy or that's part of his journey so he has a um he has a deep connection he also has a deep connection to pharaohs in egypt and um lions and he's a leo but he takes that lion energy really really seriously so yeah i mean i have a house full of little psychics i have like six whole little mystical people that come with different messages and interesting dreams and things and yeah, it's it's interesting. It is. It is interesting. Yeah, I never even knew this was a thing. I didn't know. All these masters. I'm the only one without a master number in my whole household. I'm the only one. I got a three. That's it. <laughs> so yeah, they've they one of them did hold his memories, and I don't uh -huh. find it strange. I, I don't discount him. Mm. That's beautiful. And and yeah, and again, you know, in those moments where I think as as the the adults. Um, it's so valuable to just be able to like generally just hold space for that like like instead of just being like oh that's you know that's just your imagination which is something I'm sure many of us have been told growing up um, but instead to like ask some questions and to generally just kind of like, like respect what they're saying and then they feel comfortable being able to share more and again you know like what when it comes to raising children, what does it look like when we as individuals and as a society really start to raise children in a way where we're upholding their 
imagination and their psychic connections and their spiritual awareness everything what happens when we foster that right because i think so many of us um it probably wasn't fostered in us it's it's very rare to meet people who are within our age demographic who happen to have parents who might have been like very spiritually in tune themselves um but for most of us you know like our, our parents weren't necessarily like spiritually in tune and we kind of had to go through the awakening process later but now for many of us as we've gone through our spiritual awakening and and we're starting to step into these roles of guardianship and and parental figures and just you know helping lead that next generation it's such a powerful thing to just be able to feel it inside of us and just be able to like want to be able to like help these kids like keep that spiritual awareness as they move through that adolescent phase and and literally like into their adult years um while still also we also honoring their path you know i think it's one of those things where as a as an adult and i'm sure you know the others can probably speak on to this where it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's like you want to be able to invite them into these ideas without like expecting them to necessarily like believe this X, Y, or Z, but really letting them choose and, and really letting them explore. And I think that is one of the most important things that we can do as adults working with children is to really give them the freedom to be able to make their own choices and, and to be able to explore on their own. And in that, you know, it's just like, like you're, you're already saying Zentia, it's like, it's like if they decide to lean more into the spirituality, then they'll make that choice, you know? But I think what will happen is in a lot of phases we'll kind of go through this self-discovery where um we'll move away from spirituality and, and that's okay you know spirituality almost becomes like this thing where it's just like oh well like you know like mom's always talking about spirituality and and, and i'm kind of and it, it, like like i need to like i need something different i need a breath from it right so it's like so it's, it's one of those things where it's like it's like if if the parents think it's cool then it's instantly not cool to the kids so you kind of have to have this like reverse psychology where it's just like like it's it's okay if you don't want to do this like it's okay but you know maybe when you're older you'll you'll go back and be like oh man like mom was really onto something there right but it's, it's, it's planting the seeds right that's that's what we do as adults we plant the seeds we nurture them and then we honor them to grow into what they they naturally will without trying to like make them into what we hope or expect them uh to necessarily be so um yeah anyways let's just keep the talking stick going around um uh, amanda carly's and Tia, thank you guys so much just for being able to help get the conversation rolling here. We got a few more people here just to be able to, to invite in to talk next. Um, and, and also, Hana, thank you for joining in as well. Um, so at this point, let me just get like, okay, again, just on the general topic, spiritual wisdom of raising children, who's like most excited to be able to talk? So we've got Hana, Lisa, and uh, Becca as well. Okay, so let's pass it over to Becca because I know Becca is uh, up late la right now and Becca almost had their their child joining in uh, as well, um, but they're asleep right now. So you can talk on their behalf, I guess, or something. So we'll pass it over to Becca and then from there, um, Hannah will pass it over to you and then uh, Lisa will pass it over to you. So uh, Becca, let's bring you in and pass in the talking stick over to you and, and go ahead, share a little bit from your experience, spiritual wisdom of raising children. And let's give a nice warm welcome to Becca. Thank you, Becca. Uh, hi everyone and um, well I'm a mom and also a foster carer and also um a, well over here we call it a carer even though because I have a child with disabilities oh well we call them extraordinary abilities but yeah um and um I've been a foster carer for well since I was 19 on and off um 
so I've had a lot of experiences <laughs> with children, uh, but um, the connection between me and Ava is so strong. I mean, I think quite a few people have seen Ava now and know who she is, but she's basically like my little other half. Um, I just I tend to describe her as as my miracle child because before um I got pregnant with her I didn't think I could have any children I was going through tests um and they didn't know like basically why uh I couldn't get pregnant um and then she just popped in out of nowhere <laughs> it felt um she actually saved me from a really bad bout of depression um and we've always been described as being very in tune with each other um she always knows when I need to be picked up and even though I don't really tend to show uh when I feel that way but she just seems to know and then um also she's been through um a lot of stuff herself and I've had to be her voice um so she we, we've grown really close um Ava has come into spirituality actually before me um she was um showing interest in like paganism and stuff and learning about um that kind of thing like uh, spring solstice she likes to celebrate spring solstice because she's a spring child um and uh she she started creating links herself and i think that um the reason why is because of the trauma that she's been through so something just clicked in her and and she probably started going through an awakening before i did um uh she's on a healing journey and uh, just as much as what i am and uh we're there for each other but this community has helped her leaps and bounds in just a few short weeks that she's been involved um i was uh speaking to seafood boggy about it earlier as well that um she feels accepted for once um and that's a big deal for her because she has autism um she struggles with connection um and communication uh and one of the biggest things that she said she likes about this community is that she's be she's able to communicate with people which means that she feels that every one of you reaches her on an authentic level and it's so so special I can't even put it into words it's so special to us it means so much I'm sorry I went on a rant <laughs> oh that was that was beautiful Becca I, I'm I, I again you know I could I'm sure there's plenty, plenty more to be able to say. And, and please, by all means, go ahead and, and pace yourself. And and uh, yeah, no, I, I really appreciate appreciate you sharing. And it's been wonderful to see Ava's participation. And and it's funny because it's like 
it's really cool because I think what's happening is like Ava, like again, like we have this village here, this digital village that we're creating here within this community, within Paradigm Shift Central, within, you know, Vibio, within all the other communities that are kind of linked through this. And Ava's one of the older kids, you know, like how, how old is Ava? Just just to confirm, she's about... Um, she's nine. About nine, I figured as much. Yeah. So so it's interesting because like even, even for Ava to just kind of be like stepping in, you know, like I'm sure there are going to be like other kids who are seeing Ava who kind of like see Ava and then that helps them feel comfortable with getting involved. So it's like Ava's almost becoming a role model for like the younger kids within this as much as we are for her sort of thing. So you can see this kind of like ripple effect. And and again, you know, like I, I, can, I can clearly see this like this future where again, you know, by the time like Ava's like 16, 17, if she's really feeling the call to do this, like she'll be doing her own broadcast on her own. And, 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 and again, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll mention it now and we'll talk a, a little bit more about it um, ongoing, even in this broadcast and other broadcasts. Uh, but there's, there's been, again, work going on within the community and uh, Becca, as well as some other people involved um, have been working on this additional side project called happy hearts house. And uh, I'll, I'll give Becca a chance just to be able to talk a little bit more about it. Um, but basically it is again, kind of like this, this sort social media project community that's designed like focusing on being able to help support children in their spiritual practices and, and being able to help foster space for that inspiration. And, uh, and, and one thing that we're, we're, we're mentioning it now, even though like the, it's still kind of in the works, but this has kind of been an ongoing thing that we've really been talking about is like being able to create these sacred digital zoom spaces for kids, like for kids who are kind of, you know, whether and not even explicitly like into spirituality, but just for kids, for kids to be kids. And, and it can be like kind of co-facilitated by some of us in the community. And, you know, that could be something where, uh, you know, someone like Ava could even be like helping moderate that in, in a way because she's a little bit more mature as well. Um, and at least just be able to have that opportunity to. I think that's the thing, right? Like when we when we give children like this opportunity to be able to say like, hey, like here's a little responsibility, like not like do this or else, but like, no, like here's responsibility for you to be able to step into, right? Like it's it's exciting to be able to see what a child, like a, a young child, not like super, super young, but you know, the ones who are starting to get closer to their, um, again, like nine, 10, 11, 12, and they're starting to develop that identity and they're starting to develop that confidence. Um, and they're starting to be able to see the role that they play within those who are younger than them as well. And um, I think that's a powerful thing for us to be able to, as adults to be able to do is to be able to put that, that, that trust into our children to be able to say like, it's okay for you to do this and it's okay for you to do this and to make mistakes and to learn and to really just be able to lead by that example that, you know, for raising children, um, I think it's such a powerful thing to be able to incorporate this, this learning process that involves play, um, that involves the idea that, you know, through failure, we fall forward, we learn forward, we learn, we grow, um, and, and to be able to get them comfortable with trying things that are outside of their comfort zone. Um, because that is how they learn. And, and, and so, you know, again, I, there's more to be able to talk about that, but that I don't want to stray too far. Um, Becca, we'll pass it over to you and then we'll pass it over to, to other people here just to be able to keep things rolling along because I know there's a lot to be able to talk about. Uh, please feel free to tell us a little bit about Happy Hearts House, um, maybe even just a little bit of the inspiration uh, about it. And again, for those of you interested, Instagram.com, Happy Hearts House. And like we said, stay tuned for like updates about like future events that will be happening and things yet. There's, there's nothing in stone just planned yet but stay tuned especially if you got a young one or maybe a nephew or a niece or someone that you might want to forward it to so go go ahead Becca I'll pass it over to you tell us a little bit more about that 
So I do um, have permission from Ava to tell a little bit of her backstory, but I'll not go into too much detail because it's a little bit dark. Um, but um, Ava has um, experienced some really serious trauma from a very young age through ages of development where it really mattered. Um, and I, um, when I found out um, about it, it brought about a lot of guilt um, because I thought that, because um, me and Ava's dad are separated and have been for many years since Ava was a little, like two years old, um, I thought that I was doing the best for her by trying to encourage um, consistent quality contact uh, for her. Um, little did I know that I was sending her into where the trauma was happening, you know, and um, it made me feel awful. Like <clears throat> I'd, I'd spent all my years trying to um, be her voice and make sure she'd got support and make sure she'd got everything that she needed. And I was coming from a place of my own trauma doing that because as a child, I didn't have that level of support and attention and time and passion, you know. Um, so when it came to bringing up my own child, um, I gave her everything that I, I could and I made sure, you know, I, I was trying. Um, and um, although parenthood is, is magic, you know, um, it's also not, not easy at all, especially emotionally. And when trauma comes in, involved, it, it can send you into crashing and burning. Um, and so basically we both went through um, quite a difficult time last year uh, when it all came to light and um, that's when I found this community and we both started on our journey of healing um, and then uh, I was like there needs to be a space um, for kids to not feel alone because Ava has no nobody um, who can identify with the things that she's been through. She's got nobody that she can talk to her own age or <coughs> not uh, uh, who she could talk to openly and authentically and trust in, you know. Um, and it's sad because when we were, uh, when I was a child, I had a best friend who I could tell anybody anything to. And in this day and age, it, uh, there's a lot of kids out there that don't have um, a peer group. You know, they don't have a connection with children their own age. And um, Happy Hearts House comes from, um, it comes from that because um, I saw, um, I started to recognize in my own um, community uh, that there's a lot of disconnect with kids and their heart um, and how they love themselves, how they view themselves and how they view other people and other kids. And 
how they view the world. They're so afraid. And, and then they're conditioned to be afraid. Um, and um, it limits them from experiencing life and from gaining great friendships and from making memories um, because they're, they're just living in fear constantly. They can't go out and play on, their, on their, uh, the local park without something bad really happening. You know, we, we didn't experience any of that fear. We were so free. We were making dens and Tarzan swings and going, uh, collecting grasshoppers in ice cream tubs, you know, that kind of thing when we were kids. And they can't do anything of that. So there needs to be something in place where kids can just be kids and not be so worried about the other day, the other week, Ava broke down in tears because she was so scared about what's going on in the world. She's nine years old. Why is she worrying about the world? <laughs> you know, she just cares so much. And for a child who's coming from, um, like, if you were coming from, like, the fact that she's autistic and there's a stereotype that autistic people don't empathize well that's wrong because how can she feel so sad like her heart was breaking open you know and that made me cry um and then it just made me think these kids then need to be shown that they don't need to fear the world that they are the ones that are going to change it and that's where happy house uh Happy Hearts House came from. It, I want to be able to bring our children home to their hearts uh, and enable them to live in their truth and their authentic self. Um, and I'm so grateful that there's people like Lisa who's going to help me to do so. Um, and Kai, I don't think he's in here, but... Um, is the same and I, I know there's plenty more people that were are wanting to like collab and jump on board and do this for the children and it warms my heart so much that people are wanting to get involved and bring these kids together and give them opportunities to uh, live to their full potential and that's what it's about that's beautiful thank you thank you becca so much for for sharing and and again for for really just being able to, to answer that soul calling to be able to do something that is incredibly important and incredibly needed right now. And and thank you to, to Ava. Ava, we, we appreciate you so much. And, and we're, we're waving to you right now, Ava. So whenever they get a chance to be able to, to join us on air at any point, Ava, thank you. And, and yes, thank you for, for, thank you, Ava, for joining on air for our, for our team meditations and everything like that as well. It, it, it honestly, it brightens us up knowing that you're there, like it, your energy is felt within the community. So thank you, uh, Ava specifically as well. So beautiful. All right. So again, for those looking to be able to, to connect with Rebecca and maybe you might want to be able to even like volunteer to assist with that, uh, reach out to Rebecca on Instagram, spiritually divine unicorn, or check out happy 
Happy Hearts House on Instagram. And uh, there is also the TikTok for that as well. But again, you can connect through Instagram uh, the most easiest. So we'll post the links for that into the information as we go. Let's keep things rolling along here, team. I know originally I said this broadcast was going to be a two hour one. We'll keep an eye on the time. And, and again, that's just because I want to just be able to like make sure we're not staying up too late. Um, if anybody does have to head out early, go ahead and let us know. I think some of the kids have probably already gone to bed, um, but we'll just kind of keep things rolling along and we'll just be uh, relatively concise so we, that we can get through as many people as we can. And uh, please, at this point, we'll share from our personal experience maybe, or just even our, our experience like mentoring kids, whatever you want to be able to talk about, about the spiritual wisdom of raising children, things that you've learned from the children, things that you feel are important, wisdom that you want to be able to pass on to the audience so hana we'll pass over to you and then we'll pass over to lisa next and then we'll keep going from there so hana welcome let's give a nice warm welcome to hana and when you're ready hana go right ahead hello everyone thank you to all the beautiful mothers who have shared such wonderful wisdom with us already um i've actually been inspired to share a little bit about how i was raised um my mom was very spiritual um she was doing like all sorts of breathing and meditation and like free spirited festivals um, about a decade prior to me being born. Um, and earlier when we were talking about dreams, it reminded me that last year I found in my like old baby box um, a dream entry that my mom had four years before I was born. Um, I won't read the whole thing for the sake of time, but I just noticed that it was dated August 1994, but she had said that she had, um, she was recalling a dream that happened about a month prior, um, which would have been June, and I was born in June, which I just thought was so cool. I was like, oh my gosh, my mom had the prophetic dream about me four years before I was born. Um, once I was born, my mom told me that she knew I was an indigo child. I never knew this. I asked her this last year, and she goes, oh yeah, I knew. Um, she decided not to tell me because she wanted me to find my path for myself. Um, what she did do was she would teach me to follow my intuition. Um, I actually have a friend whose mother would always tell her, like, you're, you're going to get killed if you go out and, like, you, you're, like, a young girl, be careful. But, like, basically, like, fear-mongering her daughter. Um, and I was really, like perplexed by this because I never had that experience and when I asked my mom about it she had said well I didn't you know teach you like you know stranger dangers strangers are bad I taught you intuition and to follow um what you feel um so I believe that giving me that freedom to like explore who I was without like placing that on me while encouraging things like following my intuition um being true to myself, she raised me vegetarian, which I'm very grateful for. Um, now, I it's it's just so it's so interesting to think. Um, I um, my only other little side note here is that I'm not a mother, but I am a puppy mom, and with my puppy love, I have just been learning so much humility, so much patience. Yesterday I stepped barefoot in poop and had to just walk it off, literally. <laughs> Go wash it off at the beach. And before I had a, a little bean that I was taking care of, I would have been so mad, so triggered, so like ruined my day. I just laughed it off. I was like, yeah, it's just poop, <laughs> whatever. And I think that's the, <laughs> the type of thing that you don't really appreciate about like 
living things until you have one that you're caring for. Um, or maybe not appreciate, but like kind of habituate to. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I'm so grateful having had a spiritual mom. Um, we still learn so much from each other every day. It's amazing. And I appreciate you for giving me the space to share about it. <laughs> Thanks, Brendan. Thank you. Thank you, Hannah, as well. And, and again, and I, I love just being able to to hear your story, Hannah, as an example of, of just, you know, firsthand what that's like. And, and just to see it again, you know, like you growing up as who you are and then imagining, you know, like the generations that, that you will help raise and how they will be influenced by the positive influence that your mother has brought on to as well. So again, you know, there, there's a there's a vision there for that. And I think when we talk about like this, like new earth and everything like that, we kind of we feel it. It's like this idea of like really just being able to, again, like inspire and lift up the children while inviting them to, again, follow her. And I think that's a great thing that your mother did where, again, you know, it's just like, it's like, oh, I knew, but I didn't, I didn't tell you. Like I had to, you had to figure it out on your own, right? Like, I think that's actually a really, really powerful, uh, powerful way to go about it. So uh, shout out to your mom, Hannah. And uh, again, shout out to, shout out to all the beautiful moms. Like, seriously, I, like when, like when we do this project, like, like this is, this is us, this is us, this is me, this is us, like in service to like the divine mother. So I, I honor the divine mother in each and every single one of you. It really means a lot just to be able to, to be here amongst such beautiful women and to be able to hear you share. And, and again, you know, as, as someone who is stepping into their divine masculine more and more each day, it really just inspires me to be able to learn from you and to be able to, again, kind of integrate that wisdom as, uh, uh, as well. And that's something I, I might, I may talk about during this podcast. We'll see um but again you know that's part of my story where like for me those of you who have like known me over the years like i am moving into this stage where there's like a part of me that is stepping more into this role of um being a father figure and, and basically the context for there um is uh like Lacey already has a child like Lacey already has a young boy and so Lacey and I like we're in a relationship and so my story there has been like being able to like be a role model for for the for the child there and that's something that like it, it naturally I'm just naturally being able to move into it and um and it feels very natural for me I, I I've always uh I'll, I'll just speak here just for a quick quick experience um a lot of you don't even really necessarily know this. Um, I've I, I I grew up like um, like I, I've done like camp counselor type stuff. I mean, as if that wasn't obvious, right? Like it's just like oh, I guess I guess Brendan was a camp counselor or something like that in some version or another, right? Um, but I also um, another thing that I also did that that was actually a really big part of my story is that I actually uh, used to be um, I worked for like a, a superhero costume party for kids' birthdays. So basically, um, this was like before I became Mystic Spider-Man officially. I worked for like a, a costume party where I would dress up as different superheroes for kids' birthdays. And and literally, like it comes full circle. It's like, oh, that makes so much sense, right? Of course he did. Um, and so even then, that was when I was dressing up as Spider-Man. And then a little while later, I'm just like, why don't I just dress up as Spider-Man and do free hugs, but then put some board shorts on and make it cool and everything like that and make it my own style. But the genesis of that literally came from, um, again, you know, like I had worked with kids at, at various kind of like camps and things over the years. Um, I've also been an instructor for kids at like a ninja camp, like a parkour facility where we were teaching them there as well. That was really fun. But I'll just say this 
real quick because I want to be able to pass it along. When I was particularly working with the kids at the uh, at this uh, this job as again dressing up as different characters, so I would dress up as like Spider Man, Superman, um, even Jack Sparrow. So imagine me with like my Jack Sparrow goatee and big like hair and stuff. It was really ridiculous, really handsome. I bet really swashbuckling Brendan here. Um, but when I was in that position where you know I was showing up with the kids' birthday party, for me it was always really cool because I would kind of like bring in sometimes I would bring in this like very like heart centered awareness all the time I would but even sometimes even like subtle spiritual themes I would kind of sprinkle it in um, and I would always have to like tell these stories and teach these kids so when I would teach these I would tell a story and, and the story would actually be like some sort of like allegory or metaphor that would actually teach people teach the kids about reminding them that the, the superpower that they have is the power of the heart and, and kind of like teaching them about the power of kindness and compassion and things like that um, so that was always something that was really really powerful for me and, and the thing that I always really loved is that you know when you work with kids and you really meet them at this level um, not only do you just allow yourself to vicariously see the world through their eyes where they just really they're in the magic you know like that was always it, it's it's so weird right like and you show up at these parties in these kids minds like you are spider-man like you literally are spider-man so it's just like okay this kid's looking at me as if i'm spider-man how can i leave a meaningful impression on them and plant a powerful seed where as they grow up they'll be like oh spider-man told me that i have the power to be able to help change the world by being kind and compassionate like whoa that's pretty freaking big right that's pretty freaking cool and then even when i was um doing free hugs as my mystic spider-man stuff like that like there were times where you know it'd be like at like events and there'd be families with kids and then even then i would like do the free hugs and the kids would come up to me there's videos of this and the kids are like you're so cool and then i would literally be like i would give them a free hug sign and i would be like here like the power is yours now like take this free hug sign take it with you go change the world right to give them this mission to give them this this vision of, of what it is that they can aspire to um so again you know helping kids see the superhero inside themselves and really help talk to them in a language that they understand and really honoring and respecting them that that they are intelligent that that, that they are you know again these like a mortal soul and really speaking to their soul on that level and um and for me being able to kind of step more into that divine masculine and, and a bit more of that mentor role as as a daddy brendan that's like my my nickname for those of you i know it you know it's catchy right but anyways um as daddy brendan um i just feel like you know so much of it is just about being very patient and listening and um and and just like very present and 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 the being able to share that and just being able to like see like the awe and wonder when you know being around and just being able to learn from kids too. It's, it's so beautiful. It's such a gift. And, and I'm so grateful just to be able to be stepping more into that. Let's keep the talk and say passing around, passing along here. So Lisa, I'm going to pass over to you. Um, Jessica, did you want to go next after Lisa? Or does, if anybody needs to like definitely go beforehand, uh, let me know. Um, again, I appreciate everybody just being patient. I know we can't all talk at once just yet, but we're going to keep things rolling along. So uh, Lisa, we'll pass over to you. And then uh, either Jessica or if anybody else, if you guys want to decide in the Zoom chat who wants to go next, that's up to you. Lisa, we'll pass it over to you. Let's give a nice warm welcome to Lisa and her beautiful magical unicorn narwhal, 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 narwhal. What is it? Narwhal? Narwhal. Narwhal. <laughs> so, all right, let's pass it over to Lisa. Lisa, thank you so much for being here. And when you're ready, go ahead and share the spiritual wisdom of, of raising children from your perspective. So it's so funny because you're like reading my mind, Brendan. Um, but I just wanted to let you know, so I'm not a parent yet. Um, I know for a fact that I will be a parent and I know that I'm going to have twins. Um, I've had the dreams. I and I'm very excited. Don't know what it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Um, 
I have been working with kids pretty much my whole life and it is my whole life is going to be working with kids. I'm currently studying social work um, at school to be able to work with kids and be able to support them. And that has been my whole goal. Um, I've been a camp counselor, lifeguard swim instructor. I've worked in a daycare um, as, as a teaching assistant. I've, I've done a lot of a lot of kid work um, and from like six months to, to like 16 years old. And I love all the ages. Um, but one thing that I was wanted to like talk about is, you know, bringing, showing them that they are so special. And especially at those older ages that like starting at like 10 to like 12 and getting up there, it's like when they're starting to find out their identities and, and figure out who it is that they really are. Um, and to be there and to be able to gently support them and to let them be who they are and know that they can come to you with support. And if they need a shoulder to cry on or if they need someone to like cheer them on, like to be able to be there and to have someone is so, so important to be able to be there for them and not controlling and not, and even if you're not a parent or even if, you know, you're just coming into contact with these kids, like you can have such an impact just by giving them a smile, giving them, I love your t-shirt, it's super cool, like just anything and it just brightens their whole day. And so I did want to talk about an experience that I had um, while I was working with the, with uh, one of the campers and I'm a travel counselor now and well, not now because of COVID, but I've been a travel counselor and you get very tired and we all have moments where, you know, it's been a long day, you're exhausted and, the kids have boundless energy and they're like, Lisa, 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 look, 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 look at this, look at this. And you're just like, oh my God, oh my God. And you're just like, and you just kind of yell at them. And and you don't mean to, you're, you're stressed from the day, you might take it out on them. And, you know, it happens. And we've, I'm sure all the parents here have been there. If you've worked with kids, you've been there. Like it happens. And I realized this and I realized, oh my God, like I did this. And I, afterwards I went over to their room and I was like, Hey, can I talk to you? And she's like, like what? Like she was all mad at me. And I was like, listen, like I apologize. And I was like, I was upset. I was, I was frustrated from the day and I was tired and, and I took it out on you and that's not fair. And I apologize for yelling and just to be able to recognize what that it wasn't them that it wasn't their fault like they know on some level that like I didn't do anything wrong like I but they get so like it hurt it, it even if they don't show it it hurts them and it and they'll feel it and even like it's in there and so the her face was just so taken back when I said that because I don't think she's like this is a girl like that I she never she she did not have a strong support system and like person that was there for her like took their anger out on her and and it like I realized and I started doing that more often and realizing like it's okay like when you're working with these kids like sometimes some of your own trauma comes up and sometimes some of your own things will come up and I have plenty of other stories of that but I'll keep that short so not waste so much time but it's just so important to be able to recognize them as the human beings that they are and recognize that you're not perfect they're not perfect and it's okay and to show them like your flaws that we can move forward and we can move through them 
And I think that is so important with kids and to just show them respect and just show them that they're humans and they're equal to you. And, you know, they matter and their light is beautiful. And even in the dark times, they're beautiful souls. So that's all I got to say on that. <laughs> I mean, Aww. I could say a million other a things. A million more. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful, Lisa. Um, yeah, again, just real quick, and then we'll pass it over. I, I guess, uh, Jessica, did you want to go next? I know Curtis after that. Did uh, Jessica... Jessica, did Jessica have to leave early? Is that is that what happened there? No, Jessica's there. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. No. Just reiterating that. Yeah. Like I think with kids, like they force us to work on our own stuff. Like they force us to become self aware of our own stuff because if we don't, we un unconsciously, accidentally end up projecting it. And once we become aware that that is something that can happen, and if it does happen, you know, it's a great time to be able to take responsibility about that. And and again, you know. I think raising children is being a good role model and being able to admit when you might have made a quote unquote mistake in your own way um, and apologizing and just saying like, hey, you know, like I did this and this and this, but I wanted to say that, you know, like I, I love you, I care about you and, uh, you know, thank you for loving me in return because like i'm even though i'm the parent i'm still learning i'm still growing and things like that too so um i think again you know raising children is also being very very gentle with ourselves as, as much as we are you know with, with the kids but absolutely it's it's amazing to think that as we are working with children it motivates us to be able to work on our own stuff as well otherwise we end up bringing it into that relationship which isn't fair to to the kids so the the children are definitely uh, again you know a, a big catalyst to really be able to help us grow into a new level to be able to say to really help us live that idea of being like i want to be the best version that i can of myself for them you know for me but also for them because they deserve it they really really deserve it and then they will continue that on so Jessica, give me a thumbs up. We'll pass it over to you. And, uh, and then from there, we'll pass it over. Or am I Cur Curtis or Jessica? Who's going next? Did we figure this out? Curtis? Okay, we'll pass it over to Curtis and we'll pass it over to Jessica or whoever else. So, okay, Curtis, we'll pass it over to you. Let's give a nice warm welcome to Curtis. Curtis, when you're ready, go right ahead. Hello, everybody. My name is Curtis. Uh, I'm from actually Texas, where it's really cold over here now. It's like a lot of uh, snowstorms and uh, a lot of ice on the roads. And uh, I wanted to go and there's so much uh, beautiful mothers here, uh, really beautiful feminine energy. And then Brendan also talked about uh, the masculine energy, the father figure energy that uh, I wanted to kind of touch on because um, me personally, I don't, I hardly ever work with kids. I, for some reason, I love kids. I love the energy. I'm, I'm always, I'm like a kid myself, but um, I'm like, I feel like I can learn with kids. I'm always like in the mix with them. And um, I'm also really interested in gardening and uh, regenerative agriculture, which is called permaculture, like you say, permanent culture. And I really want to get uh, everybody on that train, you know, to be self-sufficient, regenerative to the land. And um, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, I talk about how I don't have really any experience with kids, but I love kids. But and I'm going to say this, I have never planted or grown anything in my life. And I talk about gardening. And I talk about like, you know, all this awesome stuff about permaculture. And um, I've never done that in my life. And um, I feel like, but I'm super interested. I know like all the steps. I know everything. I'm like super nerdy about it. But um, I feel like that's like something that I'm going to be 
doing for the rest of my life. And I feel like I'm going to be a kid doing that for the rest of my life. And I want to uh, also talk about a masculine father figure energy in terms of uh, what Brandon was talking about in terms of going and facing challenges and not being afraid to fail. Um, I want, I really, because there's a big path uh, that we're going down in our humanity. And uh, there's, for me, it's really, really touching. Like, I, I, Brendan even was going off on the internet about it. I feel like there is this feeling. You feel this, this tearing away from nature, this tearing away from what nature brings us. And um, every, it's, it feels like it's just manifesting every day, like with the whole uh, pandemic. And we feel like we're separating ourselves from what is really going to fulfill us for the rest of our lives, create general, generational wealth. Um, and that is, you know, for me, it's farming, it's growing food. And that's something that we can also teach our kids about because, you know, those things we can learn from. We can learn through the process of starting our own garden and going through the failures of, and learning about what's going to work and what nature. And, and I wanted to go in because it's really cold here. There's a lot of awful things happening in Texas, you know, with the weather. Um, people are starting to fear, 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 fear. It's like being scared of the weather and I want to really take in the point is that we need to be focused on observing you know don't worry we can't just react to everything we want to observe we do really want to put ourselves in an observation point um just like even we're all, we're all kids here at that point you know because we need because some of us are really been through a lot and we're kids ourselves and uh yeah, um, that point of not really fearing, I think, uh, uh, yeah, someone touched on it a second ago about not fearing, but being allowing to observe and sit back and really uh, go through certain things on our own to grow. And yeah, I'm kind of, and I, and I wanted to play a little lullaby song because we're at the closing out and I have something that is in my heart. It's called the Atlantean Lullaby. Mm. And uh, I really want to play that just for a moment and then talk about that for just a second. So I want to play that. It's really short. It's really easy. Beautiful. Let's go for it. Go for it, Curtis. And, and let's all just kind of, you know, just kind of like drop into that inner child within our heart and just kind of like imagine Curtis is just kind of playing us a lullaby as we... Yeah, the life lessons we've yeah. learned through lifetimes. Thank you. 
just something like that. It's a, it's a, it's a weird something that it's like a pattern. And um, I feel like I call it the Atlantean lullaby because uh, for me, I feel like there's a uh, a message, you know, we cause think of the Atlantean civilization, you know, it was very powerful, you know, big and advanced. And there were, there was beautiful people there that, you know, gave hope to kids. And there was a, a whole like movement that wasn't yet there to, you know, move on past. It. And we, we probably have some of those in us, you know, with the indigo children, crystalline children and the rainbow children, all those all those beings that never, maybe never got a chance to like fulfill their destiny, we are them still. And um, I want to really promote that idea of, you know, we have such a great abundance around us that we are uh, here in nature. And I really want us to try to connect to that. Mm -hmm. That's really much all I guess have to say. That's awesome. Well, that's awesome, Curtis. I, again, you know, I think that's such a beautiful thing about, you know, talking about raising children is, is the importance of being able to make sure that we're keeping them connected with nature and, and, and how important that is. And, and again, how much that just nurtures their spirit and, and allows them to really just experience that energy for themselves firsthand. So it, it it's so, so, so important. And yeah, it's a know. really good tool to learn, you know, mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm. it's a uh, nature's a really great teacher. I mean, you know, it, it gives us a chance to kind of breathe for a second and, I feel like people are lacking that, uh, that maybe we need that to, to make it easier on all of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure a lot of us here probably grew up in similar ways where much of our time was spent out in nature was, you know, spent like running through the forest and climbing trees and things like that. Like nature, nature was our babysitter, like essentially. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, no. And, and again, it's, it's, it's obvious that in today's day and age, a lot of, a lot of kids, they, they don't get as much of it anymore. So again, you know, I think just knowing how important that is for us to just make sure that we're consciously bringing that in in some way or another. So um, Curtis, thank you again. That was a beautiful lullaby. I really felt like some beautiful heart twangs there. And uh, we'll, we'll keep things moving along here. And, and one thing I'd just like to be able to just put into the minds of everyone as we move forward here, um, really just kind of allow yourself to like drop into the consciousness of the children and kind of like allow yourself to speak through them, speak on behalf of them in terms of like, what do they need from us? Like li literally like what, like, like imagine like we're asking them, what do you need from us? Like, what can we do as parents, as adults, what can we do for you? And then allow that answer to kind of like arrive, like from like the child within your heart. What do, what do they need from us, us being the adults and them being the children? So, because um, again, you know, that's the whole point of us having this discussion is that by the end of it, I hope we as a community can kind of dial in to be able to say like, okay, like here's what's needed and, and let's do more of that. So Jessica, thumbs up, we'll pass over to you. And then who wants to go after Jessica, Kristen? And then after that, we've got Jennifer and Maureen. So if you guys want to figure out any order there, and then at that point, uh, we've gone through everyone. And then we'll just, again, just get into some uh, popcorn style. So Jessica, pass it over to you. Let's give a nice warm welcome to Jessica. And Jessica, go, go ahead. Please feel free to share your experience of the wisdom of raising children. Hey, thanks for having me on. Um... I guess kind of what I want to share more is like the process of how I became a mom. Um, yeah, it's interesting to hear other people's like, I wasn't 
I was like married for like a year and I didn't feel quite ready. Um, and then I went out on a vision quest and, um, oh wait, can you hear me? Am I? No. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Um, anyways, so I went out on this like three day vision quest where you're, you're essentially alone in nature. Like, you know, you, and you're fasting. It's, that's how you kind of induce the vision. And um, while I was out there, you know, you have lots of experiences with nature, um, see different animals, you notice the way the wind blows, you just, you're out there, like, you're not really even bringing like a book, you know, maybe a journal, but the point is just to be there with yourself. Um, and after that, you kind of come back, there's a group of us, and we come back and we share our stories out there. And then the facilitator kind of reads vision and he basically looked at me and said, oh, you're ready to have kids. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> so um, so I kind of pushed that off. And then like a year after that, I found myself at Burning Man. And I was in this camp where you deliver messages to other camps. So someone comes from one, they said, I want this message delivered. It's just a kitschy thing they do. So I, I was riding my bike, delivering a message. And I, I don't even remember the camp, but they were giving a talk on the five love languages. And um, the person I was supposed to deliver a message to was not there, but I sat down to have a talk or just listen, because that's just what you do. And this little baby comes and, and he's like, must have been like eight or nine months old, like in a diaper at Burning, at Burning Man and like crawls up on my lap and was just like, and this was like almost a year to the day that I'd been out on Vision Quest. <laughs> And I was, and it was that moment that I looked at, it, I was like, oh, I'm ready. I'm not meant to be here. I'm ready to be a mom. And so I went back home um, to my husband and, and then almost a year later to the day my daughter was born. Um, so I like listening to this, you know, other people sharing their stories, you know, of they didn't think they could have a baby. You know, there's this arc of having children within your life that, you know, is that spiritual wisdom that comes to you? Because when my daughter was born, she cried all the time. I could literally not put her down without her screaming. And it was really hard. Um, early, early parenthood is really hard. There's a reason that sleep deprivation is used as torture. Um, but it's, it's always a cliche. It's extremely rewarding, um, but it, it can be really lonely. Um, but through that process, working through those hard times and being, you know, being with my husband, we've surfaced a lot of like, yeah, you surface your own trauma and you, you get to a point where you get to make that choice. You get to choose, am I going to address this or am I just going to continue, you know, doing maybe what's been done to me, um, kind of continue that legacy. So you are given a choice. and. You know, I didn't make it right away. It, it took a few years. It took another kid and it took some other stuff and moving. Um, but I got there eventually and I can look back now and see how the process of what I've gone through is, is helping me to be a, a better parent now. And then through them, they're helping me to be a better person um, and just learning how to be present in every moment. Um, learning how to connect with creativity and play 
Um, but it's, it's, I, I, yeah, it's such a, it's such a big thing. That I'm, I'm like kind of grasping for words. Um, I think mostly what I pick up from my kids, you know, with parenthood is they want your presence. And there's so many things you can do to help support them in so many different ways that's right for them. And, and we try so hard as parents to do that. Um, but I think as long as you're present, like that says, that makes a huge impact that that alone, that you give, you choose to spend time with them. You choose to give them your attention, that choice that you make every day to, to work on yourself. And it helps negate, 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 negate those mistakes. Like we all make the mistakes. And I like to at least have talked about, cause I really tried to, to do that too, is now when I make a mistake, I try not to let the power dynamic come in because as a parent, you're always playing this power game of like, you're a leader to them and you're, you, you are their boundaries. You know, when they're really young, you are their boundaries. They don't quite know that space and they're learning that. So you have to be that role, but then at the same time, they're people and you're trying to give that respect to their soul as this entire being. So, you know, I try to own up to the mistakes I make and I'm trying to instill that early on. Um, and I definitely just agree with the sentiments of, of getting out into nature. Like my kids are lucky enough to go to an outdoor school right now. Um, but I know in North America, there are things that are called like free nature school. They can be found online and I, they have them all over the States. Um, and we used to do that before my kids were school age and it just parents would meet up, you know, several times a week and spend two hours, you know, or more kids would go and fall asleep and take their naps outside. Like there's, there's a really grounding experience in falling asleep outside. And I still try to do that with them when we can. So, um, yeah, it, parenthood is amazing and it's, and it is like the hardest thing ever too. And I appreciate when people are willing to also talk about that space. Um, and just like one more thought is, is beyond the presence to the heart, I'm finding the hardest thing. Well, the presence is not the hard thing. Um, that's what they need from us, but the letting go, every age they grow, they need a little bit of us to let go. And, and that's, that's gonna be my hardest lesson, you know, because it's through letting go that you show them that love. So. It's beautiful. Beautifully said, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let's give, uh, just send in some love to, to Jessica. It's so wonderful. So awesome. Again, I know, I know there's, I know there's obviously a lot more to speak about and, and we'll just keep the talking suit moving along uh, for now. I just want to take a quick moment to uh, just acknowledge the fact that the audio was a little bit choppy for the, about the past 15, 10 minutes. We did just fix it. Um, if that ever happens again, those of you in the YouTube comments, uh, go ahead and just let me know ASAP. And um, for those of you who continued listening through the audio choppiness, bonus points to you. You're like super dedicated and obviously here to be able to make it through even the little technical hiccups there. But uh, yeah, it should be fine now. So I appreciate everybody uh, just uh, being flexible with the fact that sometimes, I, I don't even know why it did that, but I'm glad I was able to fix it right away. So, okay, let's keep things moving along here. So, um, okay, just Kristen, did you want to go next? Because I know we still got a few other people that want to be able to go as well who wants to give me a, who's going next give me a, give me a big old thumbs up 
Pass over to Kristen. Okay, all right, we'll pass over to Kristen and then we'll just keep things moving along here. We'll keep an eye on the time. We'll see where we're at by about in a half hour from now and then we'll get close to wrapping it up if we can, even within the half hour. So uh, Kristen, when you're ready, pass it over to you. Let's give a nice warm welcome to Kristen. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. It's so lovely to see each and every one of you and what a blessing to hear all of the divine mothers speaking on their beautiful wisdom and the experiences that you all have been able to have and and just to share that with you is absolutely magical so i just wanted to give a huge thank you to you all oh sorry go ahead kristen that, yeah you're, you're fine that, that was my feedback coming through so <laughs> sorry <laughs> ready ready though <laughs> no um i I love this topic. I'm so grateful. It's honestly, it's so inspiring to be able to see um, all the parents, you know, both mother and father being able to see you guys just working through life right now and all the challenges that we have and being able to be open about spirituality and, and giving them the opportunities to think for themselves. You know, I, I don't have the blessing of being a mom, but I have had a very unique experience of being a guardian to a very special girl in my life and she came into my life when she was three years old and and she's turning 15 now so it has been a really beautiful ride to be able to share with her and um, just being able to really be be a light in her life whenever you know she's she grew up in a place of um, you know a lot of trauma and a lot of pain and so for me being able to provide a safe space for her to just be able to be a kid and experience life that does not involve the weight of you know adulthood, but being able to have a safe space to be able to talk about the things that adults do you know, concern themselves with, because, you know, we find kids are very observant, you know, they hear what's going on, they see what's going on, and being able to provide a space for them to be able to feel what they need to feel or say what they need to say, or even just explore their own emotions or thoughts, you know, around a situation that might be difficult for their parents or for people around them. And, just being able to provide a safe space for them to be themselves and to express them themselves at each step of their age. You know, it's like Jessica was saying, as they, as they grow, it really is showing them love, being able to let go a little. And, and I will tell you like the, I, I want to say it was her uh, 11th birthday where she decided she was she was 16 for sure. Like she had, she had that mentality of, I am a 16 year old. You will respect me. Everything I say is truth. I know exactly what I want to be and where I'm going in life. And nobody is going to tell me otherwise. And being able to hold space for her in that, in a healthy way of being like, you know, that's awesome. Let's, let's, let's hear what you have to say. Let's be yourself, like express it. And then even to give her the space to change her mind you know, two days later when she decided, oh, maybe that outfit really wasn't like my true expression, but, you know, just giving them the space to be whatever they need to be each day. And, and, you know, also I think one of the really important things that I got to experience with her was just um, encouraging her to speak on her thoughts and feelings and expressing different outlets for her to try to learn, you know, not just having it be the same routine all the time, but saying, hey, 
you know, why don't we try something new today? You might, you know, you might end up liking it if you give it a try or even just introducing her to different things, you know, to expand her mind and allow her to find different ways to express herself. Because, you know, a lot of the times as a kid, it's easy to say, well, what do you want to do? But maybe they don't know what they want to do if they haven't tried all the things. And so, you know, just really providing those spaces is, is super special and super important. But, um, you know, I, I can only imagine the, the depth of having your own child. And I'm so grateful for the beautiful blessings that children are in general. And I have so much respect and, and honor for those of you that hold these spaces for the children and encourage them to speak for themselves and allow them to play and have fun and just be, be children and, and find that joy because, you know, they really do teach us so much just by being themselves and the respect that we can give them is is life-changing for them to know that their voice matters to know that their opinions matter and that they even have the ability to just be is is super super powerful so yeah thank you all so much wonderful thank you thank you kristen and I, I i can't help but just kind of like think um do you guys remember that show kids say the darnest things remember that show wasn't that a great show can we bring that back and, and just kind of like even put like like a spiritual twist on it like kids say the most metaphysical things like I, I, like I, like i don't know if anybody's got any ideas off the top of their head you know but have like for those of us who have been around kids have you ever had those moments where like the kid will just say something like so profound and you're just like what like what did you just say like that's like some next level metaphysical knowledge and wisdom you little you little eternal being you like look at you so um yeah no please like if, if you're if you're around kids and they say stuff like that like write it down like document that and stuff and we'll scribe it into a book um and create some sort of like they'll be like be like a roadmap to the future or something like that it's like the future is told through the wisdom of children so okay all right um let's keep things passing along here so um just give me a quick heads up who who wanted to be able to go next we still have maureen and then we have jennifer as well okay so we'll pass over to maureen next and then uh and then jennifer we can pass over to you and then from there again we'll just get into more freestyle discussion so maureen when you are ready welcoming maureen passing it over to you and please go ahead and share from your heart about the spiritual wisdom of raising children welcome hi hello hello everybody um hi i love you guys so much so um i have a three-year-old she just turned three and uh she was definitely a surprise i did not think i was ready at all and i i struggled my first two years with her i was really angry and like fighting the process and like I felt like I didn't get to decide what I wanted to do for some reason. I don't know. Um, I was very confused. And um, it like took her like giving me glances back and stuff for me to be like, oh my goodness, you're going to like, you're going to interact with me and you're going to soak this up and you're going to repeat what I do. And it sent me on this journey of like bettering myself. And then she got like really big, really heavy, really fast. And like, she's like 42 pounds right now. So she's the size of a five-year-old for those of you who can't figure out like how big she should be. She's huge. So like it hurt my back and stuff. So I ended up going into like physical training, which is like what I'm loving to do right now. And it led me into like meditation. So she has been like a super guide for me. And Brendan, I know I've told you this before is she used to say to me, let's go team. Let's go all the time. 
And then I hit one of my first meditations and Brendan was like, yeah, let's go team. And I almost cried. Like it just hit me so hard. I was like, this is where I should be. This community is great. Like, and she's such a great guide for me. And then like, when I started to like back down from it and get insecure about doing it, she started becoming obsessed with Spider-Man, like out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, okay. So again, she's like leading me. And every time she does something, I learn from her. It's what it is every time. And even like, even if I, like, I would, I used to get upset a lot and she would like, look at me and be like, mom, why so, why so mad? Even if you're just like, like, just like the, ugh, you know, cause that's what we do. We go, ugh, not like you're upset, like yelling, but just like the, ugh. She's like, why, why are you even getting exasperated? Like, why is this even an issue? It's so small. It's not even worth your time. And you're just like, oh, I remember now that's right. And then she, she opens me to doing art and, and creativity. And, you know, every day is another realization with her things like fear is not innate. We are taught fear and how that affects our society. I realized this one day when she went bolting across the street in the middle of a parking lot and I, I almost died. I screamed, I jumped, I, I cursed, like everything came out of me. And for a minute there, I was like, oh my God, I just instilled fear into her on purpose. I willingly did this to my daughter. And it was because I was afraid because she didn't know. And I didn't understand how to set that boundary without fear. I didn't, I didn't have that yet. And so that was a real awakening like moment for me. I was like, oh man, this is not the way to teach. Like you can't teach from your fears. Like that's not how it's going to work. And um, yeah, it's just been a really, really, really great process with her. Um, she says crazy things all the time. So I don't know. I had something else and now I can't think of it because I'm so excited to be here. There's yeah, there's 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 always more to share. We can we, there's we can always go back, more. We can go back to it and stuff. And and I mean, yeah, you, you already kind of talked about it. It'd be like the things that 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 she's taught you. Um, if there's anything there that you want to expand upon, but no, I I, I think I think you what you said is beautiful. And again, you know, just really echoing that, like kids inspire us to be better versions of ourselves. You know, and switching ahead, up the Mike. roles, yeah, yeah. switching Very up the so. roles. Yeah getting out of your mind mm. and your structures and stop thinking that everything you've thought and you've built in your mind is correct or the right way. And even just come up with new solutions to things. Like she would be like, up oh, mom, up oh, mom. And I was exasperated. I was like, kid, I cannot pick you up anymore. So I was like, okay, mommy comes down. So then we learned mommy down, mommy down. So mommy now crouches down for a hug because she wasn't looking for me to pick her up. She was looking for a hug and for love. And so we quickly we took that thing that was really driving me insane and switched it within milliseconds and our whole day turned around. That's a great, that's a great example. Yeah. Like I kid kids are like the, are like the ultimate paradigm shifters. I, I feel in a lot of ways, right. You're constantly like teaching us how to be able to adapt. Um, I'll just share a quick, quick little story here and, and, and maybe it might be something to be able to inspire you guys as well. Um, so on the, over the over the past weekend, uh, when I was spending time with with Lacey and and her her young one, young boy, and uh, it, we we were having like a kitchen like a, a picnic like in the living room, 
right? Like we were just like, we were like, oh, okay. Like we could sit and watch TV or we could sit at the table, but let's just like put the blanket on the floor and just have a picnic in the living room, right? Um, we were kind of doing this and we were kind of eating and stuff like that. And then it was fun. And then eventually we were just sitting there and uh, and we started playing like, we, we started playing like rock, paper, scissors. And, and then we started just like making up our own version of rock, paper, scissors. Um, and then we basically created this, this new game. I had never played it before, but it made sense in the moment. And it was basically called like rock, paper, scissors, anything. So so um, basically the whole idea is that you do rock, paper, scissors, but then you choose an object that's anything, like literally anything. And then at that point, you just have to justify what it is. And then you like figure out as a team what beats what. So there's like three of us. So it'd be like, you know, it'd be like, be like rock, paper. And then, it, and then it'd be like, be like tank. And then it'd be like, be like dinosaur. And then it'd be like, and then, and then it was like, what I chose this. And then it was like asteroid and stuff like that. I'd be like, ooh, okay. Like, I think the asteroid wins on that one. And then it would get like into like really um really abstract ideas too and then um her, her boy one of the ones that that he he said and and oh man like if he's listening right now or if Lacey you're listening right now like i love you guys both so much and uh and, and yeah but anyways get, get, i get excited talking about it. it lights me up but um one of the things that he said which i thought was again it's like you're listening you're like man this this kid's so smart right um was we were doing it and then he said wind and then it was like ooh like wind like ooh that's a good one right and then i had to get um and then i got really morbid once and then i was like time like i'm like time beats everything and then it was like oh my god like i guess that's true right so um yeah more or less but yeah if you guys want to play rock paper scissors anything then go ahead and do that and use it as like again it's like a creative exercise where you're just kind of getting them thinking outside the box um and that was really fun and then and then another thing that we did that day um we literally like we went to we went to the nearby park and there were some balls on the ground and we were playing tag and it started off as regular tag and then eventually it basically just became like minecraft zombie tag like that's basically what it just became like where like i was like the zombie in minecraft and then like they were like playing around and they were running from like bases and different things and they were like mining resources and stuff and we were just making up the rules as we went along and then i had like i was holding two balls underneath my arms and the balls were like my like hit points so if i like drop a ball then then i would like have you know but, but then i would get faster if i like lost my hit points so then and i'm like being and, and again you know i'm making noises and i'm being like a zombie and stuff like that like and that's kids love that right kids love when you like make noises and you get silly and you play with them and honestly again you know for me i think um a lot of uh when i just kind of and, and this is just me just like doing this naturally right like i didn't no one like it, it's funny it's like it's like did like who taught me how to do this but you know like i think in a lot of ways like i'm just kind of doing it in a lot of ways like what my parents did for me you know sort of thing and like and i and i think back to the times where my dad would put on like silly voices and and make funny noises and be scary monsters and things like that and then for me it's just kind of like oh like that's that's what i'm doing too it's just kind of like an, a ripple effect of that and then um and, and then again you know just uh here i'm just i'm just gushing i hope this is just kind of like opening up your guys hearts um because it's, it's like again this is like kind of like a new part of my journey and I, and honestly it, i'm happy to be able to share it, it excites me up um but the other thing that that was really neat and and i love doing this is um bedtime stories with the kids and 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 like reading and 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 i love the fact if if you make that habit where it's like okay like pick a book before bed like pick two books pick three books and then we'll read through those books and they probably read them before a few times like that's kind of the thing how it works right but then again you know you 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 put on like the voices and stuff like that and that's where um for me that was really fun where i was like 
I was getting to read, uh, we were reading like a Franklin book. Like you guys remember like Franklin the turtle. And then like here I was like reading it and I was like putting like the different voices on it and stuff like that. And just like making all the characters sound different and everything. And it was just, I, again, you know, it's just like, here you are, you're, you're doing it for the kid. You're, you're creating an experience. You're creating a meaningful moment, something to be able to create memories, to help them feel safe and comfortable and love and supported and inspired. And then in turn, what's also happening is that you're getting to, to meet a part of yourself. You're getting to meet a part of yourself where you kind of like show up in that moment and you're just like, oh, like that's, that's a part of me. Like that's, that's a part of me, like in this mentorship role, in this leadership role. Um, and it's really cool because it's, you know, as, as adults, it's like, we, we think that it's like, we get older and it's like, oh, I know who I am. And then we feel as if we almost become like stagnant. But then once you bring a kid into to your reality, things begin to open up even more and, and, and they really just kind of like blossom into this new layer of who you are. And that's where I think, again, you know, being a, a guardian or, or a role model for kids is just such a powerful catalyst. And I really encourage people, you know, given given the opportunity, I hope all of us have that opportunity to be able to to learn more about themselves through being able to help be mentors for children as well. And and um, yeah, it's beautiful to be able to to on a spiritual level, really like see this child as an equal as a soul that just happens to be in a child's body currently but when you like really like look at them it's just like damn like you're an old soul like just like me and and it's crazy because um again you know you get into this dynamic of soul families and it's just like who's to say that in a past life like they weren't the father and i was the child or maybe you know there's some other dynamic and then like this lifetime it kind of switches around or something like that and um yeah and, and to really just be able to like see the world through the magic that they that they see it through and um yeah, it just really, it just, it just opens my heart and, and I'm so excited to be able to explore more uh, of that. And um, yeah, that, that's all I'll share for now. So, okay, Daddy Brennan. Anyways, all right, let's keep things uh, moving along here. Um, Jennifer, would you like to go next? We'll pass it over to you. And, and Jennifer, if you can just tilt your camera down just a little bit so we can frame it up there and then we'll, we'll pass it over to you. So, so Jennifer, welcome back. It, it, it's been a, it's been a couple couple of weeks, I guess, a little while. It's wonderful to be able to have you here. I know uh, I saw you mention before that you were specifically called to be on uh, for this episode. So Jennifer, welcoming you on and please feel free to, to go ahead and share a little bit of the uh, spiritual wisdom of raising children from your perspective. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, I'm Jennifer. Um, a lot of people call me Mama J. Um, I'm really grateful to be here again. Uh, I was called to be here. I had a dream um, with Brendan and, um, Kristen and Lacey and, in my dream. And it was pretty cool. Um, and I just knew the next day it was, it was just a really, really awesome. I don't even want to call it a dream because it just was like an other experience. Um, I have, uh, okay. So I'm going to start out. I don't want to, I don't want to, trigger warning or anything for, for any of the young ones, but I had a, I had a traumatic childhood and, um, I had, I have a, had to work through that a lot and, uh, done a lot of shadow work, but I will tell you that, uh, before I was one years old, I, I mean, I've always had magical experiences and, um, my parents were fighting in the other room and I, crawled down out of my high chair but before I did I remember you know hearing the yelling and then I was shown this film strip 
in my head, a, like an old timey movie film strip in my head. And I was comforted. And at that moment, that's when I had the knowing of someone was there helping me, guiding me every step of the way. And everything that I was experiencing, I, I wasn't alone. And um, um, fast forward, um, I went to a private Christian school for uh, until sixth, seventh grade. And um, my parents were divorced eventually. And I was told by my teacher in first grade that we could ask God for anything and that he would give it to us. And I believed my teacher because she was a nice person I knew. <laughs> she was just awesome. And uh, I went, I remember feeling really, really sick in my stomach one day. And I went to the bathroom and I, I said, okay, if, if what she's saying is true, if, you know, if that's true, then this person that I'm talking to in my head and have been since I can remember, um, can you help me make my stomach go away, my stomach ache go away? And instantly my stomach ache went away. And I knew from that moment, at least that someone was listening to me every time that I had said something or, um, you know, anyway. So fast forward again, I have four children. And my first son was born in 1993. And when he was three years old, uh, I was told that I couldn't have any more children. And um, I intentionally became a parent because uh, my husband and I were abused as children and we found each other and we found that connection in each other that we really intentionally wanted to be parents and we wanted to raise our children differently than we were raised. And um, so I would spend every single night with my son in his room, reading to him and telling him stories. And at that point in my life, I was, I was really um, a devout Christian in the church. And uh, I, I, one day told him about that, you know, that what happened to me when I was in first grade. And I said, you can't wish for, for something that's not, you can't just wish to win the lottery or something. You have to like have it from your heart. You have to have it benefit you and, and other people. And you have to make it with good intentions. And, you know, what I, the kind of language you would use to talk to a three-year-old, that's what I did. But I basically told him that he could have anything he wanted. He could ask for anything and he would get it. And um, like I said, that was, I had been told that I couldn't have uh, children anymore. And I had PC, PCOS. I, it was, it used to be called something different, but um, uh, I couldn't have children. And he asked, he like, he didn't say anything more about it. And then like a couple of weeks later, he ran into my room early in the morning and and he said mommy mommy I know what I'm gonna wish for I know what I'm gonna ask for and I was like yeah what you know thinking it was gonna be I don't know a bike or something you know a little kid would ask for he said I want a baby sister 
I want a baby sister and she's going to be a princess and she's going to have blonde hair and blue eyes. And that's what I want to wish for. And I almost cried because I myself didn't really believe in my adult life what I had told him. I, I did, but I didn't ever act on it. I guess I was using the law of attraction and manifestation for different purposes before I even knew what they were. It was a, a long time ago. And uh, so when he said that, I almost wanted to say, well, mommy can't have children, but I didn't. And I just like kept, kept that inside. And I was just like, okay, well, this will play out however it plays out. And, and it, it caused me to reevaluate how I wanted to teach him and, and all these things. So, but anyway, um, believe it or not, within two months, I was pregnant with my daughter, Carly. We went to the ultrasound and um, I said, well, you know, sweetie, it could be a boy. We could, you know, we could, he was, he went with us. He was five at the time. He was when she was born. So I guess he was about four then. Um, so he, I said, you know, it could be, could be a little boy. He goes, no, mommy, I asked for a little girl and she's going to have blonde hair and blue eyes and she's going to be a princess. And um, she's a girl, blonde hair, blue eyes, <laughs> princess. That's her nickname. And um, I was able to have uh, two more children after that, two, two more girls. They're all adult children. Now I have a 27 year old, that's my son. And then 22, my daughter, Carly, and then 18 and 17. And when I say that I was intentional about being a parent, I wanted to do everything different than my parents did from racism, from, you know, telling me that I was, you know, shaming me and making me fearful. And, um, telling me what to believe, what to do, what not to do, what was good, what was bad, and about like real, like things that I don't think are good and bad right now. It's just like they, they had different beliefs. And um, so I, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, so I, I was very intentional about that. I wanted my children to be able to experience life differently than I did and be able to uh, express themselves. I was never able to express myself. I spent a long time being able to clear my throat chakra. And when I did finally do that, um, you know, a lot of issues came up with, with that. I, anyway, I, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little flustered. Um, they, uh, they taught me, even though I wanted to be this perfect parent, they taught me that everyone is different. And just because I was the parent that I wanted as a child, they were different. And each one of them were, were different. And it's a big responsibility to bring another soul into this world. And I would say before anybody does have children, if if you haven't worked on yourself, if you if you are just wanting that love, just to have something to love and to love you back. That, that was me. That was, that was how, that, that was what I wanted. I just wanted to do it the right way. And um, there is no right way. It's the right way is love. And it, 
if you love your children and give your children time and and let them be heard and and try to do all those things that that you would want done to you so fast forward to their teenage years um it was a lot easier to do that when they were children uh i was also a a parent child development teacher for um for the city here and uh i would teach the the parents how to play with their children i don't think i ever grew up i mean like i think the most I'm grown up is when I'm talking to people uh, on lives and stuff because they're not like right in front of me. But like when I let go, I'm I'm way cooler than right now. I'm sure. <laughs> um, anyway, they uh, I was the cool mom. I was the one that you know they wanted to bring their friends over and talk to to them, and because I would talk to them like I was their age. I wouldn't put a boundary up you know they could tell me anything i would i would be there i would give them my advice but i wouldn't judge them for it um that turns out that even though i wanted that as a child you know one of my child my children craved a mom who would who did have that control and then you know when i was the teenager i wasn't allowed to go anywhere after school wasn't allowed to go to parties wasn't allowed to like I had to come home right after school. I wasn't allowed to talk on the phone and just like all these things. And I just wanted my children to have freedom. And, and I gave them that freedom. And there definitely needs to be boundaries in that. And when I say that, I, I used to think that I would let them have free will and I would let them choose what they did. And, but they're, there definitely is a, a needs to be boundaries because I would want for me, I would want someone that knew more than I do at that time. I would want them to guide me and, and show me a path without being overbearing. So there is a balance in between I think I was raised a certain way, so I went the opposite way with my children. And um, like I said, they're all different. So, you know, while one would thrived on that and thrived on the magic and, and the light and, and everything, then, then there's, you know, another one of my children that are, wanted that, um, that hands-on mom that was very disciplined and, and uh, everything that they did and was like very involved. And I mean, I was involved. I was like PTA mom. I was like all that, but I mean, like in their personal lives, you know, very involved in um, telling them what to do and what not to do and, and giving them that structure and not allowing them to choose. And um, so it doesn't matter how you, how much you think you're going to do it right. Or it, it just, if you if it comes from a place of love, that's what they that's what they need. They need to be they need to be loved and they need to be understood and respected. Um, my children are very 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 open with me, and um, I'm blessed to have three adorable grandchildren now, who I love to play with, who I I talk on the phone with, well do FaceTime with every single day. Um, my little Paisley, she's uh, two and a half, and then I have Lila, she's five months and Levi is seven. And 
the two little ones do Ava play Play-Doh play Play-Doh I, I they call me Ava because um at the time I had my first grandson I told him I was too young to be called grandma so it was Ava because <laughs> that's grandma in a different language anyway um, <laughs> um we play Play-Doh we play all kinds of I love to play with them and I'm so happy that I get to have children in my life because they're such a gift and I believe that they're more advanced than we are I believe that they are like I like you were saying our parents or our you know but I feel like they I don't know it's just every generation I feel like is a little bit smarter a little bit brighter a little bit more in tune with who they are as a spirit and not as a physical being the the more they they believe in magic they believe in um you know the the fun and wonder and if you keep that alive in them if you keep feeding that and and not you know i i always have to tell myself to i can't say the be careful because I, so i tell my my 17 year old daughter bubble up bubble up <laughs> and she goes out and she because I had didn't learn that was making her fearful when I would say be careful I don't I know that she's going to use her best judgment I know that I have been open with them enough to where they are wise enough to make their own choices and I'm so proud of my daughter for the mother that she is um it definitely is a selfless act uh it is service to others and not service to self and um you know the more that i i studied and and read about um about uh, like the law of one uh, and how that we are a the mind body spirit complex and that we have a uh like a a social memory complex so i see my reflection in each one of them differently so trust and believe that if you haven't dealt with any of your shadow work, your children will be there at one point in their life to show you that you have not addressed that part of yourself. And I'm, I'm grateful. I really, really am grateful. I'm grateful to be a mom. I'm grateful to be a part of my children's life and, and all the students that I've taught. And I just, I love being a mom. And I just hope that, that everyone takes it seriously because it is karma it is it is it's karma like everything that you're doing is a karmic action to me this is what i believe and because i can see it i can see that it's my reflection it's i can see that each one of them is teaching me something different and whether you think you're right it's it's always going to be something that you have to rethink because it's from someone else's perspective so um, oh, I wanted to say, uh, um, if anyone's read the Celestine Prophecy, I used to uh, channel these uh, messages and had no idea where they came from. And one of my clients had told me that uh, that it sounded just like this book. So um, when you have uh, two parents that are, so you have like a, an in, in, interrogative, <laughs> interrogative parent or inquisitive inquisitive I don't know it's something like that <laughs> I can't think when I'm staring at a camera I don't know why <laughs> but um but when you're inquisitive then you raise an aloof child when you have a um a uh, intimidator parent 
then you have a, then you usually end up with a, um, a poor me child. And it, it's like a, a victim paradigm because you're, you're set that paradigm. So when you can figure out the dynamic that your parents are, if they were, you know, what kind type of parent they are, it gives you more insight on who you are or, or who you were raised as and why you might have the certain tendencies to do certain things and just balance and everything. I know I rambled, but um, balance, balance, balance. And bless you all for being the wonderful mothers that you are, because I know how hard it is. I think I did have PTSD when I visited my daughter last time because she was sick for a whole day. So I'm having a five month old and a two year old running around and a 46. So it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't, but like it's, it was a lot. And, and then getting the dinner and she has three huskies and two cats and ah, it was crazy, but I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. And thank you for letting me share. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica, so much. And Jessica, can you just remind us what's the Instagram social media handle that people can find you on? If it's you're Jennifer. sorry, but that's okay. It's um, enlightenment effects. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So go ahead. It's enlightenment effects. Um, I don't post that much, but I'm really trying. I'm working on content. I just haven't there. put it out there yet. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, Jennifer, we'll put that into the show notes as well. So if anybody wanted to be able to reach out to Jennifer, they can do that as well. So that's beautiful. And, and again, I, I, I love just being able to listen to you share and, and congratulations on the grandchildren and what a marvelous journey. And and so much of what you said really just resonated. And, and again, you know, like seriously, like like moms, like you're the real superheroes. Like the stuff that you guys do, like, cause I've seen it, I've seen it firsthand, you know, like I even just, you know, like, like Lacey inspires me like as a mother and stuff like that. But, but again, you know, that's just from my personal ability of being able to see that. But I know uh, all the other mothers, like the, the fact that it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you'll do whatever it takes. And, and even if that means, you know, like, like putting your self care, like that, that's like, that's like that sometimes it has to put it on the back burner and you're just like, you're just go, 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 go feeding babies, walking dogs, doing chores, doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this. And, and honestly, like, that's where, like, for me, like a big part of like my inspiration to like, want to be able to like show up and, and like service of the sacred feminine is just like, here, like, let me help you carry that. Right. Like, like I, I know you will literally carry this on your own because you're so gosh darn strong and you're so resilient and you're so incredibly powerful, but you know, like my gift to you as like the sacred masculine is to be able to help carry that so that you can rest because you know give yourself that time for that self-care and give yourself that time to be able to you know like focus on the things that that really serve your soul in terms of like your personal creativity your expressions your art and everything like that so again you know like that's where like it's amazing to see how capable mothers are uh on their own and and again you know when we and, and both fathers on their own as well but you know to have not only just two people raising children but to also be able to have you know like a community like a village to be able to raise children like i love i love that model of kind of like envisioning 
even just back in the day, um, you know, like even just back with like our, our ancestors where that would be the thing, right? Like the community would raise the children and, and you would have the elders and you would have the adolescents kind of like raising everyone together. Um, I think there's so much wisdom there. And, 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 and again, I'd love to just be able to kind of like see how that can be brought forth into the modern age. So We'll, we'll keep an eye on the time here, team. I know there's definitely a lot more to share and some people have only spoken once on the mic so far. So I just want to be able to just kind of like open things up and, and just allow each other to just be able to respond. And I'm just going to kind of like step back. And um, at this point, just allowing anybody who feels called to share, you know, what other spiritual wisdom related to raising children uh, do we need to share? And, and even going back to that original question I asked, what do they need from us? You know, so I know and I know we have answered that, but if anybody wants to explicitly dive into that one a little bit more uh, as well. So let, let me just get like a, a few hands here. So Amanda, uh, we got your hand up. Becca, we got your hand up. So and Curtis, you got your hand up. OK, we'll pass it over to Amanda and then um, we'll go to Becca and then Curtis. So uh, Amanda, go, go right ahead. And, and like I said, like I think let's aim to wrap this up. I would say within like 20 minutes, we'll see where we're at by then. So Amanda, when you're ready, go right ahead. Okay, I'll try to go quick because I took some notes while everyone was talking. Um, I actually had 13 miscarriages before I was pregnant with Daniel. So Daniel's my rainbow baby. Anna's my unicorn baby because she came right after him. And both of those pregnancies nearly killed me. So if it happens again, it happens again. But I, I don't see it at this point. Um, honestly both of them came when I needed them not when I was ready for them because I've been trying for so long at that point and I just stopped trying and then suddenly Daniel's here um, Anna Anna I've actually been teaching to not really any kind of fear-based anything just to know her truth so that not even really following her intuition just understanding that what she knows to be true is the truth what other people know to be true is their truth and that's okay but their truth does not negate her truth and that's the important lesson that I've been trying to teach her so that she can navigate through all the other interactions that she's going to have with people and be able to say okay well that's how you see things and that's fine that's just not how my reality is so you can believe what you want to believe I'm going to believe what I want to believe and we're just going to disagree on this and that's all there is to it um going back to the dreams Anna when she first started talking, she used to tell me about how she was waiting for so long to be born and she was just waiting for her chance to be a part of the family. Yes, you can sleep in my room. Awesome. Um, like even going back to when we were watching Soul, she told me how accurate that movie was because she was literally just sitting and waiting to be able to come down and join the family. And she said that that space where she was waiting looked pretty much exactly like the movie, which was kind of crazy. Um, as to what the kids need, they, they need to be heard, just like everybody. They need to be heard. They need to be seen. They need to be understood. 
and they need to be treated like people and not spoken down to. I've always spoken to my kids. I want to say like equals, but not really like equals, just like people. I, I've never used baby language with them. I use age appropriate language with them, but I've always had proper conversations with them, Mom. even when they were babies. I am in the middle of talking. Can you wait, please? Thank you. Um, so it's just, it's always been that way. Like Daniel's too, when we had that conversation about how he wanted to have second breakfast and I told him that we can't have second breakfast because he's not a hobbit. And he asked why he wasn't a hobbit. And I said, because we don't live in Hobbiton. And he said, oh, and that made complete sense to him. And then he didn't want second breakfast anymore. Those are the conversations that we have all the time. It's just, it's always been that way. I've always taught them respect. I've always shown them respect. And as you guys saw earlier, they're both brutally honest. I'm not always the best mom. That's okay. We're okay with that. I apologize when I need to. They apologize when they need to. And we're learning how to interact with each other together. And that's what parenting's all about, basically. But I will stop my little speech here and I will let someone else talk. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Okay, we'll keep we'll keep things moving along here. We'll pass it over to uh, Becca. We'll pass it over to Becca next. Becca, go right ahead when you're ready. I just want to say bye to Kirsten Quick. I love you so much. Um, <laughs> oh, did Kristen just leave? Yeah. So that happens. Okay, bye, Kristen. We love you. <laughs> um, I well, going off like what the other mothers said, uh, when it comes to what I think about what kids need. Uh, the be-all and end-all of it is that they need unconditional love. And I think that a lot of parents have forgotten what that means. Um, even I did. You know, it's just a new thing that has opened up to me now. Oh, when I say unconditional, I mean, there's no limit. Even when it's think it's changing our mindset to think that even when we're telling them off for something like they've done something dangerous or something that is still a form of love even when we feel upset with them for something and we're having to be harsh it's still a form of love setting boundaries is still a form of love uh being present listening seeing them uh, letting them know that you're always there for them is all love and it, it's it, it's unconditional no matter what so we could we could really go around in circles saying all these different things but it all comes down to it is that it's love and that's it that's all I had to say wonderful thank you thank you, thank you Becca it's beautiful Okay, Curtis, we'll pass over to you. And then who wants to go after Curtis? Again, I'd love to just be able to give everyone a chance to be able to share a few more times before we wrap it up. So who wants to go after Curtis? And pass over to Lisa. Okay, and then we'll keep going from there. So Curtis, when you're ready, go right ahead, dude. Oh, thanks. Uh, man, it's so awesome to hear all these stories. Uh, I know my mom 
uh, worked really hard. She actually lived, uh, she got autoimmune problems. Um, I don't know from overworking, she lived her whole life with that, but uh, she, she just took a big toll on her health, raising twins and, uh, and, and another older son, three, three boys. And, uh, you know, just every day more and more, I realized, you know, how grateful I am to be here and have a mother and also to look to my father to see where, you know, he fell short on some things, you know, in terms of being that support system, picking up the slack, you know, picking up where, you know, there's stuff, no one's perfect. And, um, you know, we just try to be, uh, we really need to be there for each other. And uh, I actually wanted to, y'all talked about uh, having like dreams of like your kid. And I've actually had a dream of uh, a, a girl. And uh, I thought, you know, it was a blonde girl. And I don't know if she was just like strong or something like, it was, it was really weird, it was really cute. Um, so I'm expecting to have a girl, but I don't know who is going to be the uh, the mother of this girl. And um, I also wanted to talk about, you know, the village. I love, I'm actually really, really interested in the whole idea, what Brendan's idea is talking about the village. I feel like that is the next step in terms of where we're going because when I mentioned earlier, you know, we're disconnecting from nature and we're in the point in our, in our time where we have to figure out how to, how to create some sort of system that is benefiting us and benefiting nature at the same time, because now we're in a system that is established, not out of the kindness, you know, these homes that were created, they weren't created for us to be sustainable. They were, here to sustain people's pockets and money and all this stuff that kids don't need to be really influenced on you know the whole the way we run the system is not the way kids should ever be taught how to live and the technology and all this stuff i mean now we can still use technology to our advantage we use zoom we have all these great ideas um that we can utilize technology and that's that's great but um i really do see something happening with this, the village and uh I've, I've seen it in my dreams and visions and stuff but um yeah let's 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 do this as parents of the next generation absolutely dude and that's again you know like that's such a big part of what Paradigm Shift Central is about and, and all of the other projects that are connected through this beautiful network of communities. Again, you know, a big thing that I kind of like a catchphrase that I use within Paradigm Shift is, you know, stand for tomorrow today. And, and so again, you know, seven generations head, seven generations back. Like, yeah, we're doing this to be able to help accelerate the shift in consciousness, but we're doing this for the next generations for the generations that will continue to ripple on into the future in ways that are beyond our scope. And why? Because 
it's in our hearts. It's in our destiny. It's in our calling. You know, I think I think all of us we're here for a reason, and 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 that reason is to be able to help alleviate suffering and to be able to help create a world where our children and their children's children can live free with hope and optimism and creativity, and to experience all the beautiful magic and love and life that this life that this reality has to offer. You know, so it's um it's so powerful, and and again, this whole idea of like raising the spiritual wisdom of raising children uh, again you know it, it's something where the children become adults but but the influence that we've had on them continues and like i said obviously we were all children we were all raised once and we want to be able to like raise children who continue to like respect their elders as they continue to become adults and you know and that's where for me like again you know i i, I as curtis curtis was saying and others were saying here um I, perhaps when I was younger, I didn't fully see it, but, but just to like be able to grow up and to be able to look back and to, to really just be able to like directly express my gratitude for my parents and just be like, thank you for the sacrifices that you made, you know, like the, the amount of love that you put in the amount of times you drove me to hockey practice, practice first thing in the morning. And you did this and you did that. And you always put yourself second after us, just be able to raise us, you know, like, let me, you know, continue to to pour that love back to you. And, and, you know, as, as our parents are getting older, I think it's natural for us as children to want to be able to still be there to, to nurture them in, in the same way we would hope that our children would be there to nurture us. So it's, it's this powerful cyclical ecosystem of relationships that, that we are building. And, and so it, it begins, you know, it, it, where does it begin? Right. But, but it continues through the way in which we help raise that generation with respect and with humility and, and again, with with a good heart and, and to really teach them what it means to be in that heart space. And, and so, again, you know, when we do the work, we we without us even having to tell them, hey, do this, do this to this. We just be us and we just be in our heart space and when we be gentle with ourselves and we be the best version of who we can be. And they see that like that's the thing. Kids are very observant, like very, very, very observant. And sometimes I think that we kind of don't think they see everything, but they do see everything. And so while doing it in a way that's very intentional and, and still authentic to who we are, um, again, it gives them an example to, to be able to, to live up to and, and, and let us be an example of, of, you know, what it means to be, um, again, you know, a, a heart centered adult and let us be an example to be able to like show them what kindness and love looks like so that they can continue to echo that model. Cause, cause essentially, you know, like they will echo what they see. And, and so with that vision in mind, let us give them something to be able to, 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 again, you know, without, well, still honoring the fact that, like we said, like we're still learning, we're still adults, we're we're not perfect, but yes, to be able to constantly have that that highest intention to learn alongside the child, and and they'll hold us accountable too, you know, even if they don't always verbally say it. I, I think it's up to us to hold ourselves accountable, but but having that 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 role of being in a, in in a position to be a mentor for a child is a powerful thing to be able to call us into our highest self so um it's a very very powerful catalyst let's keep things passing along here i love again i we're gonna get this wrapped up um but we're gonna but i know this conversation could continue and, and maybe it will be something that some of you might have a maybe this, again this could be like a clubhouse discussion you know it, it really really could uh zentia i'm looking at you so <laughs> anyways um 
speaking of which, Zentia, did you want to go next? Because we haven't heard from you in a while. And again, let's just kind of get into some closing thoughts, and then and then we'll get um, then we'll get it wrapped up here before this accidentally becomes a four-hour broadcast. So accidentally, right? It happens all the time. Zentia, I'll pass it over to you if you're ready. Go go right ahead. Any additional wisdom and maybe some closing thoughts. So again, thank you, Brendan, for holding super dope virtual space. You always come up with the best ideas and we get to connect and I get to learn from other people doing the same things I'm doing. So my advice to you guys is to laugh. That is so freaking important as a parent. And that's the best advice I can give you because there's so many moments where like Lisa was saying that you may get a little frustrated or you may even be confused about what to do because it's a learning journey that's the second thing i would say remember that it is a learning process that will continue on until the day you leave here with your kids um even as you know when they become parents you're now a new grandparent you know and now you're learning how to do that so take joy in the journey make sure you laugh and if you are feeling sad and down i swear to goodness go play with your kids pick up the gi joes pick up the barbie pick up the bubbles you know, we built a, a pillow fort and it was the whole living room and we put lights in there and all types of stuff. And I felt like a child in that little tiny tent in those tunnels. Um, my kids, you know, the snow, it's all the snow outside. They're throwing snow in the house too. So there's <laughs> all these moments where I just laugh, remember you're on a journey and just love them, love them as much as you can, love them, hug them and kiss them and let them know, I don't care what's going on, I'm gonna be right here. And if you can try your best not to judge them and remember, we can only give them the guidance, but you want them to learn lessons, you want them to go through things so that they can build their character, so that they can become and get onto their path. Don't, you know, I'm a helicopter parent in some ways, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I release them at a certain age when it's time. Um, and in doing that, I found wealth where I allowed my kids to be kids when they were smaller and get a good amount of information. In. And as they got older, more and more it was let in. And that's been a beautiful process. Um, but also understanding that as I have teenagers, it's now time for them to make some mistakes of their own. And I won't know everything and I don't need to, but I'll always be here when they need me and I always be that ear and that shoulder and that hug and that, you know, you can always call or come. They can always come to my house. <laughs> so that's my final mommy message. And I love you moms. And for all the pets on the back that you don't get, I'm giving you a million mm. pets on the back. Remember, I love you and job well done ladies. Mm. And beautifully. And, and all the all the <laughs> yeah, all the males and females, all of us together. So beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Zentia. Um, just who who wants to go next? And, and and I'll pass over to you real quick, and then we'll uh, again, uh, Lisa, I'll pass over to you. Um, one one thing I was going to say, and, and again, you know, this is coming from experience of being um, the the child to to my parents and things like that. And 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 I speak for in a broader context here, but just like as parents as guardians as you know those who hold space for the children and Zenti was kind of saying this but i really just want to be able to expand upon it there is so much power in being able to be that person that they can come to to be able to share their vulnerability without them feeling judged 
like because that's the thing like you know like as kids and even like that's the thing not even just like kids but like specifically as kids and as they grow up into young adults um there is something really really powerful for a, a young adult who you know is a child of this person or whoever to be able to go to their parent and to be able to say like hey here's something i'm struggling with and then for them to, to not be like judgeful, but to just to, to listen and to hold space and to hold us up to our highest good and to really like that is incredibly healing, you know, and like that, like that, like seriously, that is something that I wish the entire world could go through. I wish the entire world, like, like literally like the, the entire world, the people who are going through like the heaviest stuff. I feel a lot of us don't have this, but I feel like the, this is like the power of like this sacred feminine um, who has this ability to be able to like that we could like bring like our deepest traumas to and to be able to to share them and to be able to speak them and to be able to say, hey, this is what I'm working through. This is what I'm carrying and stuff like that. And then for the mother to just like embrace them and to just hold them and to love them and to help us go through a catharsis and a release like that is so powerful and so needed you know and like like literally like i feel like i literally feel like if there was like you know you, you think of you think of these like big wig like people in like you know moguls who are adults and stuff like that they've probably done some like crazy stuff like like horrible sinful stuff and things like that but if they had if, like imagine what it would feel like for them to like go to their mother or their mother's archetype and to be able to say like mom like this is what i've done like this is who i am this is what i've gone through this is what i've learned and instead of your mind being like <laughs> like instead of that but instead to just be able to be like to listen and to just hold them and to embrace them and to know that that embrace is actually what is needed for the healing to, to be able to see them from like this like pure place of love while still like continuing to like hold them up you know, to, 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 to help them raise through whatever it is that they're working through, their traumas and their healing and things like that. Like that is the power of a parent, the power of a guardian um, will be one that will, again, you know, like help the children go through their own challenges and to be able to be there um, both as a parent, both as a pillar, um, in some cases a friend is so, so, so powerful. And again, something that I feel um if the whole world had that, I feel it would like heal in a week. Like I, I feel like there's like, there's trauma that we like carry inside of us, but we don't have that. Like we're, we're like ashamed to tell our mother uh, about it and things like that. You know, like there's people that will never tell their parents certain things because they're, because some parents will be like, be like, oh, you know, like, like they'll, they'll disown you and things like that. But imagine, you know, if you were to tell them and your mother's just like, just like, oh, like, let me hold you. Let me nurture you. Let me care for you. Let me love you. And then through that love, without them having to tell you what to do, because like your internal guidance system will, you'll know what to do. But like that love will give you the permission to be able to move forward with that and to be able to like release whatever it is that you need to release or something, you know. So anyways, that's what I, I just wanted to be able to put that out. I'm, I'm maybe if anybody else wanted to just be, not that we have to get fully into that and stuff like that. But um, if that resonates with you guys, drop some 1111s. But yeah, the power of the both the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine, the power of the sacred guardian being able to like hold the young ones through their own trials and tribulations and to not just hold them, but to be able to like hold them up and to help them through that catharsis and stuff like that. So opposed to feeling like they have to keep it all locked in until they're adults and stuff and stuff like that, you know, because that's the thing, right? Like a lot of adults, like the trauma that they carry with them is actually like childhood trauma. 
Like it's actually like stuff that they've literally carried from childhood that they probably didn't get to talk about and they never got to properly communicate it and stuff, right? So it's like maybe even as adults, like what if what if we were to actually get, what if we were to like communicate to the kids, be like, hey, if there's anything you need to come to me with, like you can come to me from a place of non-judgment. I'm your parent. I'm your father. I'm your mother. I love you. You know, I know you're going to screw up. It's okay, but I love you anyways. And I'm here to help you learn and to help you grow, right? You know, what if what if that example was there and how would that allow us to just be able to move through that process and to help us learn, to help us grow and to help us heal, you know? Because we all carry this, we carry, like we come into this life like with like generational trauma, but I think it takes a family to be able to heal it. We can't hear it. We can't heal it alone. Like it literally takes the role of like both like the the guardian and the and the youth to to be able to heal it together, so we can hold space for each other. So let's keep things passing along. Lisa, I'll pass it over to you uh, when you're ready. And again, let's just 15 minutes, and then we'll we'll close this off. So go ahead, Lisa, when you're ready. So it's funny that you mentioned that because um, so I was thinking about the judgment and that a lot of people place on kids, and not just parents, but teachers, and you know we put a lot of kids in boxes of you're a good kid you're a bad kid you're a this kid you're a that kid and I think one of the biggest things that we can do to start healing at those young ages is to take away those boxes and to you know even if you're saying oh well she's such a good kid he's such a good kid that still has that trauma that's still that even like I have to be a good kid I can't do anything bad or I don't want to be a good kid because I'm looked at this way and I think something in my experience that I've been doing with the kids that I work with is you know if I'm working with a bad kid I treat them the same as I would treat any other kid and I would and I hold you know you hold space for them and and don't treat them with the prejudice that has was built in and 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 if you do just recognize it and keep going and I think that's what kids need is that support and like when Brendan when you ask that question what what do these kids need the first thing was love and support and and respect and just and Amanda was saying like treating them as a sort of equal as people not just as oh your kids oh you're so cute but like they're people they're little humans like that's that's what they are (laughs) so I mean, that's my two cents on that fact, but no, support, love, and respect. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Um, who wants to go next? I'll, I'll pass over to you. And, and I just want to be able to share um, one quick thing where, again, you know, I, I think as adults, we need to be able to be intelligent, to be able to empathetically read our children, to be able to understand what they're communicating, even if they're not verbally communicating it. Right. So like oftentimes, like that'll be the thing, like the kid, the the child doesn't have like the maturity to be able to always communicate what it is that they're feeling. And then oftentimes, for example, this will show up in a kid where they end up getting kind of like bullyish or, or standoffish or, or something like this. I saw this a lot at camps where there would be like there, you know, everybody else will be having fun. And then there would be like one kid that was just kind of a jerk. Like it was kind of like he was kind of like a bit of a, you know, kind of a, a mean kid. But then when I always saw those kids and instead of just being like, be like, oh, that kid's a jerk, like, screw that. I don't want to hang around him. Like, that was the kid that I would give the most attention to and say, like, you know, like, what's up with that kid? Right. Like, there's probably something else that's going on. There's probably like that kid's like, like, I don't know. I don't need to know. But there's probably something going on at home, something like that. Who knows or whatever. But, you know, just here in this moment, 
I'm just going to give him attention and I'm going to ask him what he's passionate about and I'm going to help take his mind off things and I'm going to talk to him about geeky stuff and Star Wars and nerdy things and just find a way to be able to meet them on a level where they feel comfortable and they feel safe and they don't feel judged. And then when you do that, you know, literally within like five, 10 minutes, suddenly this kid just kind of like shifts and, and, and suddenly they're not they're not a jerk because the kid wasn't a jerk to begin with. The kid was just carrying with them um, some sort of like emotional, like energy that was expressing itself through jerk like behavior. Um, so I think again, you know, as, as parents, it's like when we see these children and they're, they're acting out and they're, and they're acting out in frustration and things like that um, to always just be like very gentle and, and curious. And, you know, sometimes it can be explicitly asking them or again, just kind of like helping redirect that energy as well. It's kind of like, it's, almost like a you know it's kind of like an, an animal where sometimes like they'll, they'll do things you won't know what they need but it's like do you need out like do you like like what do you need right now it's like they won't tell you but we have to be able to be able to interpret it so i think um again that's where like as as guardians we can get good at that we can actually get good at being able to um you know see it through that lens in the same way that you could see it with an adult right you know like hurt people hurt people type thing so if you see a kid that's like acting out as a bully like that kid's hurting and so how can we as an adult maybe give that kid a little bit of you know extra support to just help them feel safe and see what happens you know I've, I've done that plenty of times where at camps where the kid who like i said would like be like very standoffish by the end of it he was having a blast he loved he loved being there and, and they're you know they're a joy to be around I, I i don't think any kid is like a jerk by default I, I i think every kid is like a super beautiful loving being and and so if we can just help hold space for that um it, it it changes them you know and and then they can because again you know and then they can see they can start changing their own self-image um I, it must i i feel sorry for the kids who who kind of like fall into this identity of, of of almost like identifying as the bully or identifying as the mean kid or something like that because other people have told them that oh you're a jerk you're a mean kid or something like that you know it's just like no man you're just you're, you're working through things that we don't always see and 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 it's and, and you're you're a child but you're working through complex things and um you know it, it's it's again it's, it's up to us as humans uh to be able to just kind of like meet that kid on a very heart-centered level to be able to help them go through a bit of a process to move that energy around and you know just get them to be able to shift their focus so does that resonate with you guys that makes sense again this is like I, i'm only talking from experience of again this isn't like this is just from like camp counseling. That's literally what it is and stuff like that. So um, who, who wants to go next? Didn't see a hand up earlier. Um, and, and if we're close to wrapping it up, that's really cool. Jennifer, I'll pass over to you. Did anybody, anybody else want to be able to go after Jennifer? Even if even if just closing gratitude. And, and I would encourage you guys to just be able to close off with any gratitude if we just do that before we wrap it up. So we'll pass over to Jennifer and anybody else after that. Go ahead. When you're ready, Jennifer. There is one thing that I was... Um... I was called to say, or, or I was thinking about, and um, my understanding of a the divine feminine is my mother in a different sense, like on a spiritual level. I believe that in a different dimension or a different place, uh, well, actually right here, but because I can hear her and I can communicate with her and I feel the love that she has for me. And um, I think on a macrocosm, cos cosmic level, um, being able to meet my 
divine mother and to feel that energy um, of unconditional love. I did. I didn't have that growing up. I was judge, judge, judge. You know, you, my, I could look in the mirror and it would be you. We like ourselves, don't we? You know. But my mother, my mother would never say that to me. She would tell me how beautiful I am and how, you know, I, I need, I'm, I'm shining. And that's what I made sure that I would do for my daughters, this mother that I wanted for myself and the mother that I've come to know spiritually um, is the mother that I wanna be. And I, I think that goes for the divine masculine as well. Um, the the father figure that I saw uh, when I was younger, I I feel like on a different level, um, you know, I I was always afraid of of Heavenly Father, you know, because I it, he was very vengeful and like in if you read the Old Testament, I I'm not going to get into all that, but it's just I I didn't I was fearful and I was fearful of my own father, but I saw other people's fathers and they were so loving and kind and and I've grown to know that as well at um on a different level on a on a grander scale and that uh, channeling that love and that that unconditional love is really what um what we should tap into is not our our parents here because I I just believe that there's so much more to us than so much more to our existence than that. And if we could love like them and be able to come to them and with every darkest secret that there is, and they'll still be like, I love you. You're made that way and, and you're growing and you're perfect and you're just where you need to be exactly right now. So that's all I wanted to say. I'm grateful for my that's, divine parents. That's so powerful. I, I love I love that perspective. Yeah, like all of us here being able to understand that like we ourselves are still children of these like divine archetypes so so to speak we were born into it and yeah that's something that we can still connect with and yeah again you know it's just kind of like you don't expect the children to be able to have that spiritual maturity at at such a young age but you know as as adults we kind of talk about this we talk about in the podcast where it's this idea that's like you know like the the shadow and the trauma that you carry with you into this life you carry with you into this life because you are strong enough to be able to transform it because you are strong enough to be able to heal it And, and again you know i think for the children at that age, they don't see it quite from that perspective. You know, they, they aren't quite at that point where they understand that quote unquote, everything happens for a reason. Everything's happening for you, not just to you type thing, but maybe they can, you know, and what happens if they do um, and how that would actually change their perspective, you know? So I feel like, you know, those little spiritual wisdoms that we eventually evolve into, like, what if, you know, that's, that's a thing, right? Like, man, like imagine if the, children start becoming aware of synchronicities and sacred geometry and law of correspondence and vibrations and the power to transform with intentions and see Zantia I know Zantia is like already teaching them about this and everything like that which is awesome right um and literally to be able to see these experiences uh that they go through that are challenging and to be able to get curious about them and be like how is this helping me grow how am I learning from this how is my soul evolving from this right you know so that's where I think when you do this, it creates this opportunity for, for the children to really be able to, to mature 
um, in a very powerful way, while, while, while at the same time still celebrating, you know, what it means to be a child uh, at the same time, right? You know, there's sometimes a lot of children will actually mature very fast. Um, but, but, you know, I feel like when we create that balance where it's still encouraging them to be able to, you know, mature perhaps in a mindset, but while still being able to embody that playful spirit. Um, and then again, you know, even as adults, I've talked about this before, but it's based this idea that we grow old in order to learn how to live young, so to speak. So it's like how, like what, like what is the ideal path, right? If we were to create like some sort of utopian vision, um, I, I feel it would be something where like these children, um, I, I, and, and again, you know, maturity is something that comes through experience and you, and you don't rush that. Like the maturity will come as a result of whatever is meant to come to you. You don't force maturity on people, but the children can be wise. The children can still be wise at a young age, you know, and that, and that wisdom comes through simply perhaps even presenting them with ideas, asking them questions, and then allowing them to be able to tap into this intuitive knowing that we tap into as adults, where again, you know, a lot of this stuff related to synchronicities and how the universe works on a metaphysical level. I think a lot of us, you know, we, we talk about this idea that it's like, oh, it's not something we're learning. It's something we're remembering. So if that's the case, then the children can remember that, right? So if we can gently kind of lead them into this remembrance at a young age, um, can that equip them with kind of like this spiritual utility belt to be able to see things through those perspectives that will empower them? And that is ultimately the goal, right? It's not to force them to grow up quicker, but it's to empower them on their journey and to cultivate even that mindfulness and to give them those skill sets, right? And and I know we're seeing that. And that's where, again, you know, shout out, shout out to, to Ava and to Becca and to, to all the other people who are teaching their children meditation and, and giving them that ability to be able to get familiar with correlating their, their rhythms and their breath and, and to, yeah, just give them that, that sovereignty at, at a young age. Um, it's incredibly powerful. It, it, it really like that gives me hope. It, it really, really does. And and to know that there are people like us out there who are helping foster that is um, just so, so meaningful. So shout out to everybody here. You guys are all doing a great job. Proud of you. Okay. All right. Um, let's get close to wrapping this up. Um, Zentia, did you, I don't know if you wanted to, you can jump back in. Cause I know you're like, you, you teach your kids about like synchronicity and stuff like that so um does any who else wants to jump in though just before we wrap it up just with like even just gratitude and and like last call we'll pass it around maureen and um okay carly carly you're okay if you want to jump in feel free to let us know um that's cool okay all right and um okay all right okay so we'll pass it over to to um zenti did you want to jump in just kind of just it just hit upon that note of like you know like when you teach like you're teaching your kids like about kind of like some wise spiritual stuff like like what i'm I'm, I'm genuinely curious like how do they what's their reaction to it they're just like you know is, this is like mom's like crazy spiritual talk or they're like or are they just like they're like oh like i see this not because mom told me that it is what it is but they're actually seeing it like through their own perspective or they remember it i'm curious well, I'm going to be honest, they remember sometimes and other times they like forget. But mm -hmm. um, what I try to do is I make it real for them. So um, I'll give you an example. Today, my son threw a tantrum. He rolled his eyes at me. Um, he stomped his feet and he's seven. He threw a whole tantrum. So while he was sitting in timeout, I looked at him and I said, you know, you're looking at me and you're upset, but I did not put you here. This was a decision that you made. This was a choice. You could have chosen at any time to do something different. So I'm always drilling into my kid's head. Actions equal results. Universal law. Cause equals effect. So I said, 
every time you give an energy out, you're getting it back. I said, you know what you gave me? You gave me disrespectful, upset energy. And this is how you're feeling, upset. You're feeling disrespected. And that's what you gave me. So that's what you got back. And you can't escape that. So he just stared at me and he got it. He was like, man, he didn't want to get it. But at seven, he got it. He was like, man, I, that, that, that's what happened. So, okay, I'm just going to sit in my timeout. You know, so um, in philosophy, they come back with more questions. Um, I use an app actually that goes down a full list of um, different um, philosophical um, questions and they love it. They love brain games. So I say, teach them. They understand. Um, we went over synchronicities actually to, um, yesterday in Dharma and how you can transition um, and how you know that synchronicities are um, entering your life. I, you know, when we see repeating numbers, when we see repeating symbols, um, when you have a, a reoccurring dream. So they get it, teach them. And like I said, even if it doesn't go into their conscious forefront, it goes into their subconscious. And when it's relevant, they'll pull it out and then they'll use it or they'll go, ah, that's what mom was talking about. My daughter says it. She's, you know, she'll be 14 this year. And she goes, you're right. I don't want you to be, but you're right. And I say it to her. She, you know, she does it to me, you know, and I'll be like, fine, Kylie. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah. So I just, again, encourage you to teach them, even if it feels like they won't get it because we've got all these adults paying thousands of dollars or just searching, searching for people like us to come teach them. We're, we're the people. Like, so let's, you know, Brendan, like, come on, imagine your kid. Come on now. Like all the things you have to give them, you know, we're creating the next generation here and we can already tell they're a little more rowdy than we are. They're more tech savvy and they've got more resources than we are. Imagine the next wave of TikTok with our children and what we've given them and what that looks like pretty epic absolutely yeah no I, I i love that and again you know just kind of uh in the concepts of you know for those of us who are in positions to be able to be role models for kids like absolutely again you know like do things that spark their imagination that spark their curiosity that spark their creativity like i think that's important right you know i think a lot of times now it can be very challenging for parents especially <clears throat> with the circumstances in the world right now where I think in a lot of cases, you know, like a lot of kids are just being put in front of a TV and and that's where most of their time is spent. And and I'm not saying that in a way to be able to, uh, you know, like no shame to, to the parents because there's going to be different circumstances that, you know, as a result of that. But I think, you know, as parents, as guardians, it's just like we know that we don't want them to spend all their time in front of a TV. No, nah, absolutely not. You know, we want them to be outside. We want them to be socializing. We want them to be playing and to make friends and to get dirty and to bubble up and, you know, and to be able to get out there and to have some fun. And, uh, and again, you know, I think it's, it's powerful for us to be able to practice flexing our own creativity to be able to find circumstances where we can practice flexing their creativity as well. Right. So, um, this is, again, you know, going back to my experience playing, uh, with, uh, with Lacey's boy and uh even just like little things like playing on the ground and playing with like toys right and like and just like making realities just with like the toys that you're doing you're flexing your imagination they have these 
beautiful infinite imaginations right and i think that's the thing we we as guardians we can we can nurture that we can keep it flexed like a muscle um because that's the thing right like it's like they will become a result of their environment and so if they are in an environment where that muscle doesn't get exercised then it will atrophy it will kind of like slowly become something that they don't really use quite in the same way so it's like that in itself you know in addition to you know feeding them and exercising them physically and everything like that like exercise their mind exercise their imagination exercise their creativity um and to really just be able to celebrate that and to meet them in that space where where you're actually flexing your creativity as well so um yeah again i feel kids do care with them this like this epic 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 potential and uh just knowing that it's there gives us a little bit of just like direction on you know how do we create the space to be able to help foster that and through through games and through play and through questions and curiosity and through example as well right so okay team we're, we're, we're almost done here again i know this is a discussion that we could go a little bit longer on but we're gonna keep things wrapped up in the next little bit so um who else jennifer did you want who had their hand up before who wanted to just becca okay becca wanted to be able to share was there anybody else who just so this is just closing after after becca then if uh carly okay so after becca then carly and then if anybody else did want to jump in let me know but other than that we'll uh just move into a short little meditation and then we'll, we'll wrap it up so becca when you're ready any closing additional thoughts and anything else you'd like to share go ahead yeah, sure. I just wanted to say thank you to everyone for this space and this discussion because it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm so glad that there's more than just me that realizes that there's things that's missing for these future generations and that we can, as a community, bring that all back together. Um, I'm going to say on behalf of Ava that I'm grateful for all of you because you're making her into such a strong well she was strong before but she's even stronger now with all of us behind her um and it's given me more confidence as a mom as well and as an individual to to grow all of our lives uh together and um you're right um brendan that um they're so intelligent like the things that they come out with um me and Ava we've been practicing eye gazing um and she said I asked her what does it feel like for you and she said it feels like a banjo string from my heart to yours I mean what <laughs> I wouldn't even I wouldn't even I do poetry and I wouldn't have even come up with anything that good <laughs> So yeah, just great. So much thanks. If there was a bigger word for it, I would use it, but I don't have one. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you as well, Becca. And, and, and thank you. Thank you as well, Ava. So awesome. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll keep passing things around here. Carly, I'll, I'll pass it over to you when you're ready. Go right ahead. Uh, yeah. So much gratitude for everything everybody said, um, all of the moms that have shared and all of the caretakers. And, um, you know, I think it's always good to get, um, you know, people who aren't yet parents perspectives too. So I think everything everyone said was just like resonated, um, good reminders. Um, when Jessica said about, you know, how hard parenting can be that, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw, I was just falling. Like, I was like, yes, like, 
it's so hard some days um, to do the right thing. And even when, especially when you're on the spiritual journey and you know how your parents, you know, didn't always do the right thing and how that still affects you as an adult um, to look at myself really, you know, really right in the eye and just go like, have I always done the right thing? No, but that does lend me well to give my child space to open up to me no matter what he does um, and recognize that none of us are perfect and and, um, and just try to be a little better every day. And he, as soon as I started crying, he came in here like every time, even if it's just like a couple tears, he knows like we're so connected and um, I'm really excited to be a part of this community too and to keep growing as an individual, um, as a parent, to have you guys to lean on when days are rough um, and to just know like, you know, we don't always have to be perfect, but as long as we're trying to be a little better every day, like that's what counts. And yeah, totally just everything everyone said was just like right in my heart. Like, I love you all so much. And I just needed, I needed this. I didn't think I was going to be able to stay for the whole thing. My son has been so good, just like playing and being goofball. And normally he's a night owl. Like I want to say he goes to bed at a normal, reasonable hour for a two-year-old, but he doesn't, he will stay up way later than I would ever. <laughs> like, so we try to just calm things down and, um, you know, it's a, it's a learning process, but like I said, just getting better every day. So I just want to thank you all for, this was a great chat. Um, this was so powerful for me. Um, and I just love you all so much. What a beautiful community we share. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Carly. Absolutely. Yeah. Just feeling so much love for, for everybody here and so grateful just to be able to hang out with everyone. And, and, um, uh, again, who, who, who else just wanted to Maureen, did you, who, who else wanted to just be able to and Jessica? Okay. All right. And then after that, we'll, we'll just close it off. Um, one other, just very, very powerful idea that I just want to be able to share with. And I, and I think it's like fitting to just get close to the end of it. I feel like there's a quote here and, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know what the idea is. And, and basically the idea is, is that we do not, how do I say this properly? We do not own our children. Like they are their own beings, you know, like, like I think again, as, as parents, and again, obviously I'm, I'm not a parent, so I can't specifically talk from that. I'm not biologically, I don't have a child. Um, yet but the uh the idea being you know like a lot of people they they kind of get into this idea where you know they get they create this like attachment to their child and and naturally so right but but i think a bit a part of that that journey as as a parent is to really be able to see it from that perspective of like oh my goodness like yes i birthed this child into this world absolutely i am their mother so to speak you know or their father but I do not own them like they are their own sovereign being like that's a huge thing because then again at that point like you are an ambassador like you are in service you are helping them mature into the being that they are here to be and and, it, and it's beautiful to be able to see things from this perspective and I'm sure for a lot of the parents in here you can see this and, and even for those of you who aren't parents you know just anybody to be able to like kind of perceive things from this like reverse time theory perspective where where you look at the young humans when when they're children but you can literally see it like just you know imagine flash forwarding through the future and you see them become a young woman a young man an adult like they already are that 
they're just in a small version of that. Like it's weird. It's it's almost as if like you know like as a soul, like that version of who we become as an adult, like that's what we kind of like engineer our 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 blueprint around. You know, like that that's like who we are here to be. And then who we are as children is just like the prototype version of that. It's just the small version of that, you know? So so it's literally this idea that through the eyes of a guardian uh, as a parent to literally be able to say like, it's just like, oh, like this person is, yes, my child, but like they literally are their own soul who's here on their own journey. And I'm here to be able to help assist them in becoming who they are here to be, not who I tell them to be not who i may want them to be absolutely i want them to be a good person but to just be able to kind of like hold them up without holding on to them forever you do want to hold them like absolutely you do want to hold them um but to just you know that's that's being a parent is the ultimate lesson in non-attachment i i think in a lot of ways and and you want that you want that you know you want them to be able to to leave the nest to spread their wings and to live their own life and i think you know as a as a speaking on behalf of my own parents you know i i know for them to be able to like see me grow into a man and to now be at a point where i'm kind of like stepping into my own family and everything like that for them to just be like whoa like this is everything that we would have hoped for this is all this is all we wanted this is all we wanted you know like and 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 you know i even still like i um i think of uh back to the movie soul and and there's kind of like that that scene with the with the mother and i'm not going to get into spoilers but it's basically this idea of like the mother kind of like from a place of love but almost kind of like an unconscious attachment where the mother's just like they're like this is what you need to do this is what is expected of you but what they weren't saying is because I love you and I want you to be well off and I want you to be taken care of and things like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, the parent has to be able to really be able to like honor the calling of their child's soul and, and to know that, you know, like it may not necessarily be what they want. And I know like even for for my own mom, um there were times where like even with me working on paradigm shift where you know like it was challenging it it, it wasn't something I, earlier on where like I, I had figured out how to do it as a job do it as a living and she was just like she's like you can't do this as a living like you know like you can't like this isn't working brendan like we've tried this before it's not working and i would freaking cry about it like like I, and, and this is like me like like i would get into like arguments with her i'd be like be like no like mom like seriously like this is my soul calling like, like, you can't tell me not to do this. Like, I'm telling you, like, it will work. Like, that was me speaking from a place of, like, seeing the future already. Like, it will work. I just have to persevere. I just have to, like, keep going and things like that. And, you know, and and, and it was never that she never wanted me to not, you know, she didn't, she didn't want me not to do it. But from her perspective, she just, like, I want you to be taken care of. I want you to be secure and safe, you know, and continue to, you know. And, again, that's probably projecting from a past version of what was expected for her and you know a, a lot of people come from a generation before that but again you know for, for parents to be able to 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 for guardians and parents to be able to kind of like hold hold their children in a way where it's like i honor the soul that you are and i honor the journey that you are on and i honor the fact that i am here to walk beside you but i am not here to walk it for you and, and as you raise into your own maturity and your own adult years, you will make your choices 
and they will not be my choices and you will be your own adult and your own being and eventually you someday perhaps will raise your own family and things like that so um from seed to seed is a very very powerful axiom that that i like to be able to share that really reflects not just uh i i use that from seed to seed for me reflects on the the concept of like um from teacher to student to teacher from guardian to guardian from seed to seed from seed that becomes a tree that bears a seed that becomes a tree from seed to seed it reflects the entire picture and um and I think, again, you know, like that is the role of raising children is to be able to continue this this ongoing infinite cycle that we are just a blip of a little small instance within and and to really be able to honor them as, as the souls that they are and, and to allow it to humble us and to allow it to empower us and to allow it to become um, who we are here to be. And, 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 and it's just such a magical journey to, to be able to walk this path alongside them. So. Whew. How's everybody's heart feeling? You guys feel <laughs> Okay, um Jessica, I'll pass it over to you and, and and if anybody did have just like any super closing thing that they just really feel called to share, then then we'll make time for that and then we'll just finish it off. So Jessica, if you're ready, go go right ahead. I just I love that sentiment because I think that's kind of what I was thinking to share is kind of that idea of the connection with your kids to the connection of yourself, to the connection of your parents. And in trying to hold your kids up, you have to go to that space of recognizing yourself and doing that work on yourself and recognizing you're doing the best that you can. And through the work I've done with myself, I can see, you know, my parents have made mistakes and, and parents make so many mistakes in different degrees but there's to some level, they were doing the best that they could do. And, and in getting, coming to terms with that gave me more space to then be there for my kid and allow you know them to be who they need to be. And hopefully they will recognize that little bit of growth within myself so that when they get to their point where they're their seed is going on, you know, it's just a little bit bigger. They can offer a little bit more space for their children um, to be who they need to be. And it just kind of connects back to that holding space. And I don't, so I really liked that seed to seed. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you as well, Jessica. So, okay, team. Um, anybody else just even even if it's just closing gratitude you guys are more than welcome just to be able to pour your hearts out real quick and then we'll we'll wrap it up here so anybody else just want to maureen yeah we'll pass it over to you when you're ready maureen go ahead we we didn't hear we didn't officially hear from baby yoda today so thank you baby yoda for joining us he was he was speaking through us i think so i think he was um first of all lots of gratitude for this group um definitely i've learned a lot and have grown a lot with all of you and i appreciate definitely on the hard days, you guys really keep me grounded, keep me clear-headed. Um, we've touched on this a bit, but I feel like it needs to be retouched. Uh, our trauma and how we perceived it and how we are now trying to not repeat those mistakes with our children. 
that means that there is still a trauma there that needs to be healed. If you are not okay with repeating the same mistakes your parents made, that they are still hurting you because you may make those mistakes. It's okay to see that future and to see like, oh, I don't want to go down that path. But you also need to acknowledge that it is okay if you did because they are a part of you. And at some point we identify with them. And if we can let that go, we heal better. So that was all I wanted to touch on for healing that part of the trauma. Because if we can't heal that trauma, it, even if like we move on, it can be passed on with our energy. Okay, that's all I was thinking. Because I know my parents had some traumatic styles and I recently got over the fact that I did not want to raise my daughter anything like them, like to the point where I'm in this extreme setting and style of life. And I realized I was like, wow, I'm taking it to the other extreme, trying to be nothing like them. And that's not okay either. So I just wanted to mention that because I grew out of that like literally a couple days ago. So yeah. That's very, very powerful. Thank you, Maureen. Absolutely. So yeah, no, as as gentle as we as we are with with the children, you know, it's important to still be gentle with ourselves. And and that's I think that's that's how we learn not by trying to like re resist the idea of screwing up, but just be able to show up with an honest intention to show up yeah. with our heart and to- A full cup. Full cup, yeah, yeah. And to really be able to just continue to learn alongside each other. And and wow, like the idea of being able to to have a child that, that sees that and that honors that as well, like, oh my goodness, like that's probably everything a, a parent or a guardian would want to be able to like, to like make a mis make a mistake make a mistake around their child and then the child be like it's okay mommy like it's okay daddy like you're human we're human we make mistakes we learn we grow right so yeah no it's 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 so powerful right like again here we are it's just like it's just like here's how you should treat a child but then it's like everything that we're saying about how we should treat a child that's how we should be treating ourselves you know it's like it's like incredibly like gentle and nurturing and present and everything like that right so um and again just just finishing off here i think as guardians as parents i i think really just being able to celebrate the the children is so so valuable celebrate the little things like celebrate the little pictures that they draw celebrate the little ideas that they come up with you know like really like find their passions meet them in those spaces and and yeah and just find something to be able to celebrate each and every single day and and then again you know i think like that will be something that they'll like naturally pass on into their relationships as well and and to know that again you know like the relationship that we nurture between us and them naturally becomes a relationship that they will nurture between other people between their relationships between their friendships as they grow up and everything like that so it's a ripple effect you know like how we nurture the child will ripple out into their you know into their youth into their adult years into their relationships and and again i think um through through healing ourselves, we allow ourselves to show up for our children and through healing the children, we literally like heal the future, like literally heal the future. Right. So it's like the world may be a crazy place right now. And, and honestly, like raising children is like one of the most important things to do right now. And, 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 you know, control what you can accept the things that you can't and to really just be focused on where, you know, where that energy really matters most and be it with those relationships that we're fostering with our kids and 
And again, even even in today's day and age, I, I saw some people they were kind of, you know, right now raising children right now, very stressful for the kids. Like like my heart aches for for what it is that the kids are going through. And and I saw a few different perspectives in it, and I'm not going to get fully into this because this is a topic for another time. But even still, you know, like within the state of the world that we are in right now, this upside down, topsy turvy world, even still, this is a great opportunity to perhaps teach them about resilience and about gratitude and about presence and to know that this too will not last forever. Things will change. And 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 I hope, I hope that that out of this, through our leadership, that, that you know, the children will come out of this and and it will help them be able to like really appreciate the world in, in a new way. Um, and to know that like, yeah, like, like there's, there's going to be a lot of work ahead of us right now. It is going to, and again, I, I, I'm not trying to get into this cause it's almost like a bit of, it's a bit heavy, but there's going to be a lot of kids right now who are going to have a lot of trauma to unpack because of what's happening right now. And, and so that's where, again, like as adults, it's important for us to recognize that it's important for us to listen, to really be able to listen to what the kids are going through right now. Like, and I'm literally talking about with like pandemic stuff and everything like talk, like listen to them, listen to what they're feeling right now. Like don't dismiss it. Don't tell them how to feel, listen to how they're feeling. And, and again, you know, out of that, like it's important for both of us to just be able to like build resilience. And this is where, you know, mindfulness practices, getting out, being creative, flexing your imagination, all, all of these little things. And yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a pow- this is a powerful time to, to be a parent raising a, raising a child. And, and my heart just, you know, goes to, to each and every single one of us who are doing our best. And that's all you need to do. It's all you really need to do. And, and, and I see that. And I honor the fact that each and every single one of us is doing our best. And, and, you know, the world is a better place because of it. So Raising children, what a beautiful, magical, incredibly amazing opportunity and gift for, for each and every single one of us and, and for those of us still stepping into that path. And, you know, again, I hope for the people listening to this, I'm sure there are some people listening to this who aren't at that point where they're, you know, like mentoring their, or they're, they're not like parents themselves. But again, there's always the opportunity to mentor you're always going to have maybe a niece or a nephew and things like that. Like there's, and even if it's not the, like the, every single relationship is an opportunity to be able to really be present with how you're showing up and, and just show up with as much heartfelt intention as, as possible. And we hope that this discussion nurtures your heart and fills your spirit and, and motivates you to continue to choose to be the change that, that you wish to see in the world and, and to, to nurture that change within the the generations that, that are behind us. And, and that will, help create that future together and, and we're creating it together with with them so beautiful last call did anybody really want to just be able to share anything real quick carly yeah your hand was up go go ahead carly real quick or as much time as you need yeah yeah no um, um carly your mic's kind of a little wonky right now you could probably just i don't know if yeah i'm not sure if you need to un- yeah i don't know if you want to unplug it because he's sleeping right now obviously yeah you, you can just Oh, that's a little, no. Can you unplug whatever you were plugged in? Like, I think it's still picking yeah. up through your headphone thing. It might be okay now. Just try now. Is that better? Yeah, it's fine now. Go go ahead. Yeah, that's okay. okay. Um, so the quote that you were referring to, um, ah. I've got 
The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Mm, yes. Um, your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. Mm-hmm. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you. That's all Beautiful. I Oh, I'm, I'm I'm glad we were able to find that. That's it. That's 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 it. That's exactly what I was referring to. So that's beautiful. And and yeah, again, you know, what what an epic story to be able to just think that each and every single one of us, like you know, from that perspective, it's like, oh, we chose to come here at this time to be, you know, indigo crystal rainbow, you know, ambassadors, guardians, or whatever it is, light guardians. And then it's like equally as much. It's like our children came to be here with us at this time specifically like if you choose to be able to see that perspective and wow such brave souls they are like straight up like so much gratitude and love like for the children for the souls of the children who are coming in here at this moment because like we need you more than we know you know like you are helping us more than we know so yeah we may be the guardians and the parents and the mentors and everything like that but like you are helping us so so much so you know for for each and every single one of you um to all the little ones who are becoming big ones thank you we see you and we love you and we're we're better because of you so all right team like i said there's obviously more to be able to talk about but we're going to wrap this up and we're going to conclude this this episode of the podcast but we'll be back here for for plenty more and uh it's been an honor it's been a pleasure my heart feels so open and uh, I feel inspired to just continue to show up each and every single day. And, and I'm so grateful that we have this beautiful community to be able to do it together as a team. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the links for the people featured on this week's podcast are in the show notes on YouTube. So if you're watching live right now, go ahead, refresh that page. You can find the links in the information down below. And uh, again, if you're looking to connect further, we have our team Discord. You can follow the link there. And we have our team meditations Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And tune in with your kids if you want, you know, and uh, yeah, we, and we might even have some of the kids even leading some of those meditations in the future. Uh, shout out to you, Ava. That's, that's an opportunity when you're ready. The invitation is there. We'd be more than happy to be able to have you on. It's all just practice after all. It's all just practice. And uh, yes, thank you again to our Patreon supporters. If you enjoy this podcast and you're looking to be able to help support further, definitely feel free to check out the Patreon. That Think of it as like an energetic vote for what you want to see more of within the universe. And when you join at the $11 level, that's where you can join as a leading member. And that's where you get full access to the Discord, the ability to join on air for these weekly podcasts, plus lots more to be able to help support you and help you get connected with the rest of the beautiful community that we have here. And uh, be sure to check out Spotify, Paradigm Shift Radio, and the item shops there if you want to get some Light Guardian crystals. The kids love the Light Guardian crystals, I will say. Like a lot of the, a lot of the parents, they buy them and the kids are like, oh, these are like magic crystals, right? So... Um, if you're getting a light guardian crystal, maybe uh, get get one for your kid or something like that. Like seriously, they love them. And um, yeah, I'm so, so grateful to have each and every single one of you joining us in. And, and again, we'll be back here Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode. And please feel free to share it with your friends. Uh, after this, go ahead, leave a comment in the Discord. We'll wrap this up here. Um, somebody else is leading team meditation. Carly, are you leading team meditation tomorrow? I think you and Amanda might be leading team meditation tomorrow. Yeah, thumbs up there. So uh, stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much for for holding space uh, for for myself 
often for the rest of the community and and i'm so so just so 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 in love with each and every single one of you and i'm so excited for what it is that we're creating together and and uh yeah we're, we're doing it as a team so we're doing it as a village and, and what a beautiful village that we have here and what a beautiful example that we get to be able to help create for the rest of the world so beautiful all right um let me just take a moment here we'll just finish it off with a little bit of a meditation i almost ended the broadcast right there i was like oh we didn't do a meditation <laughs> super short meditation super short we're a little tired everyone just go ahead just close your eyes real quick get nice and comfortable really really quick put your hands on your heart if you feel calm when you're ready with your eyes closed gently begin connecting with your breath Soft, gentle inhales. And soft, gentle exhales. Just go ahead and gently straighten up your posture. Open up your chest. Relax your face. Bringing us back to the space of all of us just sitting in this beautiful circle. You can imagine us sitting there. Some of the children joining us in the circle. Maybe they're sitting on their parents' lap or their guardian's lap. Some of them maturing into their own young adult versions of themselves sitting there. Just taking this opportunity to really just honor each and every single one of us as equals. As teachers, as students, learning, loving, growing together. Just allow yourself to be able to express gratitude from your heart to every single person here. And just imagine any additional like beautiful energy moving between us just kind of like swirling through the air just feel it continuing to open up your heart even more so just take a moment here just in your own moment of oneness in your own moment of silence as you just feel this love feel this gratitude and feel this beautiful future that we are anchoring in together Continuing to breathe here, take a moment, express any specific phrase of gratitude to everyone here, something in theme with today's message. From seed to seed. You can imagine all of us just gently standing up and sharing in a big group hug if you wish. You can give yourself a nice big hug right now, hugging yourself, hugging your own inner child. Thanking yourself, thanking the community, just feeling this beautiful love, feeling this beautiful family that we are building here together. Just breathe in this space. Just take another moment. And gently, if you want, you can gently release your arms and we'll just do a couple inhale exhales with a bit of a sigh. Deep inhale together. Exhale, a bit of a sigh. Do two more of those. Inhale. And one more if you wish. Inhale. Continuing to carry this beautiful love that we have cultivated here together as a community. Let it nurture us and inspire us on our ongoing journey to be able to help support and uplift one another. When you're ready, slowly you can bring your awareness back to your physical body. So you gently wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers, and open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. Beautiful. Awesome.
thank you so much, everyone. Absolutely wonderful to be able to just share this space and yeah, feels so special. So beautiful. Well, I think everybody's going to sleep well tonight. I, I, I send everybody so much love. I think we're all pretty tired. Uh, Rebecca, thank you for staying up until uh, 4.30 in the morning, give or take. Hey, do what you got to do, right? Beautiful. And uh, yeah, the, the story continues through the love that we share. So to all the, all the little ones and all the, the big little ones, to the child and all of us, to the parent and the guardian and all of us, I see you, I honor you, I love you, I thank you. So... We'll, uh, we'll finish it off. All the information and the links that you need are in the info for this video. Share your friends. If you guys want to screenshot this, post it to Instagram, let people know what it is that we got going on here. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back once again for more ongoing adventures of this uh, shift in consciousness that we are living together. So with that said, we are concluding the broadcast here and inviting everybody to gently unmute their microphones and make some noise and send some love. And we'll say good night and until next time to every single beautiful person for joining us once again. So go ahead, say, say good night, everyone. We love you guys. Good night. Love you all. Thank you. Sleep well. I can't do Thank you so much. Beautiful. All right. Until next time, keep it shifty and welcome to the future. Much love. Thank you to Danny Leonardo, whose music is featured at the beginning and end of this broadcast. Be sure to check out more of Danny's work in the YouTube info below. Thank you, Danny.